Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Let's get started. Here we go. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and bro. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Soy. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Hello. And Simon. What is going on? Uh, what we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five. <clears throat> excuse me. On a scale of one to five, Jamie Vernon's. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the talking points, the guests, this, that, and the next. Simon, how's your week? Uh, my week, my week was crazy. Um, quit smoking. Um, quit drinking Red Bull. Um, so yeah. So if you hear me, people who may, all three of you who may be listening, this is coughing of healthiness coming from this stupid jewel. So you can go fuck yourself. If you don't like the coughing, it means you want me to die. And I don't want you listening anyways. So last week when Kamar said, because he said on air, people seem to hate the coughing more. I didn't, I hadn't seen that yet. He is privy to things we don't see. Yeah. yeah. So I hadn't picked up on that. And then I see. <laughs> that was so, a real shot, like a real fucking punch in the gut. Yeah. So just for listeners. Um, Across the bow. Obviously, one of you listeners is aware of this. Someone gave us a two-star review this week. And I'm not even shitting you. This is legit as fuck. Someone left a two-star review on our podcast because of the coughing and what they said was it's fine if you if we cough too much and that's not to your liking i get that that's fine but their reasoning was not cool during a time like this as if this fucking moron assumed you could get covid through the radio or or if for some reason god forbid for some reason one of us had covid you shouldn't be doing a podcast anymore because it somehow is alarming to the people listening yeah, I don't this know. This is your army, Kamar. Yeah, I, 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 they, I think the word they used was unsettling. So <laughs> I'm go. not sure what it, what that means. No, but uh, I'm pretty sure quit, what it means. You quit Red Bull. Yeah, I, I uh, quit Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull and smoking, vape only. Is that there's the there Red Bull in there too? Or they, or just... I've put Red Bull into the vape. Yeah, gotcha. it's a combo. No, just yes, yeah, something happened, and I. Um, I had like a, a you moment, almost had a heart attack? not a heart attack, but something. And I had this moment of, uh, I believe alcoholics call it a moment of clarity, like looking back and saying, holy fuck, you really are just the fucking giant loser. Well, fair enough. No, like and as I, I was struggling for breath, you gotcha. know what I mean? Gotcha. I was like, fuck, you did everything wrong here. You know? Mm-hmm. There, Yeah. Drink that up, buddy. Kamar, how's your week? You're right you? next to the hospital. So you're good. Salute. No, my problem was I was somewhere. I that thought was, it was healthy because you're drinking it. Yeah. No, don't do, do as I do, not as I say, Kamar. 
No, wait, that's no, not right. I was going to say. Do as I say, not as I yes. do. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Kamar, how was your week? Oh, man. Well, as you know, I've been working. And? And, uh. Are you about to shit talk your job on air? Has, the, the charm is awful. No, there's no, no really shit talk. It's just not worth it. It's not worth the, it. The uh, commitment they're asking for is too much. So, is that going to be little. it then? What? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need my notice. I can't do this forever. Special, okay. Um, well, I'm sorry to but, hear that. Uh, that's boring talk. The uh, last dance finale was last weekend. Well, we'll do that post show. Post show. And I got, I know, I'm just talking about my week. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My apologies. <laughs> so sorry. So I got caught up. I got caught up in all the Jordan stuff. And I um, I think any, anyone could argue that the twos are the ugliest of the Jordans. Yes, agreed. And uh, I got online and ordered a pair of Jordans because they're on sale. And I got a job, so I, I need to celebrate. And uh, they arrived, and they are really fucking ugly. Uh, and how much the were they? did not do them justice. How much were they? $120, normally 170 Wow, it's not like you're at a huge. The question loss was: there. Was it more or less than the Hotez Jesus book? So that's how my week went. Hotep Jesus. I'm a loser book. with a pair of ugly Jordans. All right, well, fair enough. I guess that could be worse. Mark, can you not hear us? But I don't know if I can ever wear them in public. He has a really bad connection, or something. Yeah, I hear you. Oh. Um. All right. Well, I guess. Uh, oh. How was your week, Matt? Um, my week was all right. I, I should address. I think- oh, go ahead, Kamar. I think you got out on a boat. Yeah, I got on a boat. I went to the cottage just for a day. That must have been nice. Um, you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, it was nice, Kamar. It was great being on the lake. Uh, my cottage is, is lovely. You're right. It, that was nice. And it was a beautiful week in Ottawa. So that was great. I got some sun. I got some color. Got out with the wife. That was lovely. Um, I should address something real quick. It dawned on me this week that uh, we've done 82 episodes, whatever it is. And at the beginning of all of them, I say the same thing, that we rate the week and each episode on a scale of one to five five Jamies. One to five Jamies. And last week, what did I do? You gave zeros. So you weren't even part of one to five. I broke protocol. So it should be zero to five, Jamie Vernon. You'll have to adjust that. You just go back and edit every podcast. You have to be you have to be allowed to give <laughs> Come a zero. On. Just go back and edit every podcast. I, I got an easier solution for you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, not a big deal. All right. Well, that being said, I forgot to mention. Sorry, this pertains to you all. Sure. Um, it's y'all. No, it's you all. Uh, so, <laughs> what am I smoking here? Why is this special? It's just two special weeds that somebody gave me. And, gotcha. Uh, I don't know which one I gave you. Does it taste really fruity? Like super, super fruity? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If, if it buds. doesn't taste super fruity, then it's something from California. Okay. Grandpa Larry's something. And if it's not, it's something really fruity. Anyways. Um, so uh, if the people out there don't know, our new studio is in the backyard of a, a house that my brother owns that my mom lives in. And... On Friday, it almost burnt down. The guy next Whoa. door... The house or the studio? Well, both, potentially. Oof. Oof. The guy next door um, to my mom's place had piled a bunch of cardboard on the side of her house, 
and thrown a cigarette butt into it. It had caught on fire and burnt the whole side of her house. She can't be here right now because they have to. That's the coconut lagoon. Get the smoke out and shit. No, it was like oh, the was yoga, the shit. yoga studio. It, it could have been way worse. Luckily, my brother happened to be here, and this guy comes running over and says, "Uh, do you have a hose?" And my brother said, "Yeah, why?" He's like, "Well." It's on fire over here, so Max fucking sprints over to the fire station, which is literally yeah, he um, knows all of them. Cross corner and rings the bell and says, "Send the truck," you know. So if he had not been here and this guy had been trying to fight it with, who knows what would happen, man? man. Fun, fun fact, Simon. <laughs> uh, it took the internet all of like twenty minutes to find Shia LaBeouf's hidden fucking uh, flag, and you just gave I don't know. 10 locales about where mm. our fucking studio is located. Well, luckily I didn't give street names or <laughs> numbers or anybody's name. I think we'll probably be fine. Fair enough. All right. We should probably do a podcast. Yeah. There you go. Sorry. I just thought that was of some importance. Kamar, you want to uh, run down the guests, please? Love to, Maddie. Thanks for asking. Uh, this week we had a mix and I think a rebound from last week, maybe consciously. We had 1476 Fat and Oswalt's. <laughs> Uh, 1477, maybe the goat, I'm not sure, Tony Hawk. Uh, 1478, Joel Salatan, Man of the Earth. And we finish off with uh, 1479, David, I'm not left, that left Pac-Man. Oh, I'm sure you're rating that one a fucking one. <laughs> I must have had a field day this week. It was a couple of podcasts sandwiched between Pat and Oswald and David Pacman. I can't imagine right. a sandwich that you would like less, Kamar. Yeah. I don't think so, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll let you rate it first then, Kamar. Uh, I rate the week a uh, three. Simon, do you want to jump in? I fucking rate the week a shit, man. Who was after Tony Hawk, Kamar? The farmer. The farmer. Joel Salatin. Joel, Joel Salatin, yeah. Um, I'll give the week a, th a three, seven, five. Does that make sense? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It never works anyways. But. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I'll go 3.5. 3.5 for me. All right. Well, I mean, had Tony Hawk, yeah. had that episode been like a real banger and not just a good episode. I love that episode. I thought it was great. Pulled it up. Let's, let's get to it. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Patton Oswald. Number, Simon? So, this, is you, this is where you jump in. Sorry. Uh, uh, Kamar, can you help me with the number here? <laughs> 14... That's one fucking job. Fourteen seventy six. Thank you, Kamar. Thank you, Kamar. There you go. Thank you, Kamar. Uh, Fourteen seventy six. Patton Oswald. Uh, okay. Just before we get into how much Kamar hates this guy, Patton Oswald is a terrific name for a supervillain. You know, like before they become uh, yeah. Terminator. Sure. Uh, Sure. Light bulb, firecracker, Patton Oswald. That's, I think it's. That's who Bane was beforehand. Or, I mean, it's kind of penguiny, you know what I mean? But. Yeah, sure. He's oddballed. Anyways, whatever. Whatever, man. I, I'm sorry, but you, you don't think we should discuss the bomb that dropped right before this podcast started? Yeah, of course. Okay, go. Because that'll probably take up a good fucking 10 or 15 minutes. Which is good because this podcast sucked. 
I, I didn't. <laughs> and I didn't necessarily agree with that, but fair enough. Yeah. yeah I'm, okay. I'm just joking. I'm trying so to I be guess friends with Kamar. The elephant in the room. Uh, Joe signed a massive, massive licensing deal with Spotify. That's how the week started. That's how. That's how my Joe Rogan week started. A huge announcement. Now, obviously, the three of us uh, circled the wagons, had a little discussion, and we all feel differently about it, I think. Am I wrong? It's taking some time to process. Well, how do you feel about it, Kamar? What does it mean? I mean, I want to start with, um, I think it may have been because of last week. Uh, I don't know how to put it any other way, but that, Matt, you found it uh, unsettling, all the rhetoric about uh, anti-lockdown and stuff. And I think all those videos got demonetized or something from YouTube. Mm -hmm. And Joe just said, fuck this. Didn't go looking. Deals were there, but he was like, I'm, I'm done with this. As this has been an evolution, say, from going live to taped to now going exclusively with Spotify. I mean, I agree with that a little bit because I know that, look, they're telling him to change, without telling him to change the way he does his podcast, yep. right? That's what YouTube is doing in not so many words. And Joe's big enough to tell him to go fuck themselves. And especially if Matt's right, and this is more than a $100 million deal, it's like a $100 million a year deal. And you know what I mean? A quarter billion dollar fucking venture. Well, I think it's safe to say Joe's going to be a billionaire. Unless uh, this doesn't work out. I mean, at this point, Joe has the potential to be a billionaire, yes. Yeah, which is yeah. pretty insane. It's but insane. People were talking about it as like a um, a shift from YouTube. You know how I was saying you need one, not one, but many famous people to make that shift over to get to a platform that has no restrictions. This could possibly be it. But then I heard this morning that uh, uh, Spotify is owned by Alphabet. So it all comes back to the same fucking people, you know? Interesting. Coke owning Pepsi. Well, it's just, it's like when, um, what's that fucking military organization? They're not really military. Blackwater. Blackwater, yeah. When they go and they change their name to fucking um, Cryosis, you know what I mean? And they're still over there killing innocent people, but you just don't know our name now or you don't recognize it, so it's not a big deal. Like, that shit doesn't work. I mean, the weirdest thing to me was the backlash online this week towards Joe, as if he had somehow harmed people. Well, we, we now have work to do in the throwbacks. We've got to find out where Joe, because I, I know he used to badmouth Spotify for being unfair and uh, ripping off artists. Like, he would never go there. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, you got you to gotta think for a second. It's a very interesting thing when someone like Taylor Swift who is bringing arguably more eyes to Spotify than Joe Rogan they're not giving her a hundred million dollars a year but Joe Rogan is getting a hundred million dollars a year yeah I mean Joe owns like the uh, he has that YouTube crowd he has the podcast crowd listen, he has political sway listen, listen. I just think he's a bigger deal than fucking no I, I totally disagree with you the amount of eyes like Listen, if you went to monthly fucking downloads on Taylor Swift or Lady Gaga or I think it's I think in the end though, because sorry to cut you off, Matt. Um, I think it's more like these people that Joe has, and this is gonna be stupid, I guess, but they're a voting age where at, for the most part. 
Whereas Taylor Swift and Lady Gaga's are 12 year old girls who are of no use to um, anybody who's trying to, I don't know. Yeah, but Spotify's trying to make money. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at it. Yes, for sure. But they're going to make money either way. But Spotify made $5 billion by this deal. Well, that's In what matters. Two days. With their stocks, yeah. yeah. So they're making money. I mean, I mean the, the difference is, and I didn't realize this, is that you need Spotify premium to listen. You don't need, no, 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 that's not what well, I said. Or else you get stupid ads. What I said to you was, I mean, so this is the very interesting thing from Joe's point of view. I mean, Spotify, the only ads they run, as far as I know, because I have Spotify premium, when I didn't, the only ads they ran were for Spotify premium. They didn't run other ads. Because it would almost seem, it would seem detrimental to Joe's brand to have another company advertising on top of your already advertised podcast. So what I said to, Kamar, what I said to Simon was, you're never going to make it through a Joe Rogan podcast without Spotify premium. Like the, the ads will drive you up the fucking wall. That's true. So you're going to end up, I mean, I, it, you don't have to, but if you want to listen normally, it's going to cost you $10 a month. But I mean, that, and that's the paywall. You know what I'm saying? We're also forgetting well, though that um, we don't know yet what this video thing is going to look like because they haven't rolled this out yet. You're right. It could be a totally free um, part that has no... Uh, I mean, there's no way no, they're doing it's that. it's not. Of but course not. What I'm so. saying, though, is just the, the video element, like, we don't know what it's... I mean, like I said, a lot of people are online this week, like, Joe is going to... I'm done watching Joe. You know, he's going to lose the YouTube crowd. I don't know. I don't see it that way. I don't think this hurts Joe's brand or the podcast. That's my opinion, though. I mean, you're right. Only time will tell because it's going to be people who decide, right? We and definitely I, have to wait and see uh, like, uh, but I, my mind goes to things like, um, will they start playing music on the podcast? Will Jamie start playing more clips? Like these could all be positive things. Yeah. Well, I was saying to Maddie, Spotify probably has agreements already with the music people for their music. So now, you know, it will probably be in their best interest to be played on Joe Rogan. But hold on. See, here's my problem is. YouTube would also have those licensing deals in effect as well because they have YouTube Premium, right? Come on, or YouTube Music. Yeah. So, so again, maybe I'm wrong, Maddie. Well, no, but <laughs> no. Well, Simon. Okay, what I was gonna I was gonna say you're right though because think about it. YouTube has so many people uploading videos all the time, right? Like it's Joe does Joe did the numbers not too long ago. It's like thousands of hours every second are uploaded to YouTube. Spotify is in an interesting position because they can sit there and say, we're not uploading videos. We have one or two guys, maybe Joe Budden and Joe Rogan, who we're allowing to upload videos. And musicians, obviously, you can upload your music videos, but they have total control over everything. So they don't have um, a user agreement. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to work. I was listening to a different podcast today and these guys were saying, yeah, this is great for Joe. He's going to be able to go over there. He's going to have carte blanche. They're not going to censor him at all. That doesn't necessarily mean that's the same for the rest of us going over there. He might have an agreement with them that is different than the agreement that a Joe Schmo will get, no pun intended, as they... Um, you know, apply to be part of Spotify's video program. I mean, given what I just said about YouTube's numbers, though, does this even hurt them? I heard that YouTube doesn't make money. 
That's what I heard, that they are okay to lose money on YouTube because they make money everywhere else. On everything else. I don't think it hurts them. It just puts them on notice that they're not the only game in town. And they could become obsolete. And I think that's important, Kamar. Like, just, Maddie, you know, like, look, we have a casino just across the bridge in Quebec. They never had any competition because casinos weren't legal in Ontario. So they ran a shitty operation. You see it all the time. You see it all the time with businesses. When there's no competition, they run shitty operations. And as soon as they have to compete, it gets better for everybody. I, there's always exceptions to the rule. There of are course. some businesses that have no competition and still run a great Of course, club. of course. I didn't yeah. say everybody. I said you see it all yeah, the yeah, time. You're right. Sorry. My apologies. Was and, that it? And you do see it all the yeah, time. Yeah, you do. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you don't even notice, Maddie, most of the time until the competition comes around. Because you were like, oh, this wasn't how it was supposed to work. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I'd also like to and quickly... Oh, go ahead, Kamar. My apologies. I just want to say uh, what you said off the beginning. We all have different feelings about this. I think ultimately it's good for us. I said the same thing, Kamar. This so is, this we is, hold the same opinion there. This is where I wholeheartedly disagree. I mean, well, we've discussed this, so like, whatever. It's I'm not. You guys hate when I break down the fourth yeah, wall or we whatever. Don't, we don't need to do that here. Well, okay, I'm going to do it either okay. way. Well, go no, ahead. we'll just real quick. Like, you know, I have no problem admitting this out loud. We happen to get a lot of new listeners through people going to Spotify looking for Joe Rogan. That's not a big secret. No, I totally acknowledge that fact. <laughs> and listen, if they stay and become fans, then mission accomplished, right? Like that's, you know, no harm, no foul. But now with Joe being on Spotify, because I'll tell you, our numbers between Apple and Spotify are eight to one. Yeah. And what I said to that end is, yes, what everything Matt said is true. Now there are going to be so many more eyes on Spotify for Joe Rogan that inevitably... Yep. Some of that will fall our way, good and bad, Kamar. You know what I mean? There's going to be and more that, people who are like, fuck off. And now we have an opportunity to take up the space on YouTube that we were doing on Spotify when there was no Joe Rogan. That's true. That's interesting. That's true, That's too. That's true, too. Anyways, let's uh, go get to Patton. Well, hold on. One, I also, Patton <laughs> Oswald. No, no, I just want to say now. one thing real quick, because Kamar brought up a great point <clears throat> that I actually wanted to address anyway. I was thinking about the post show, but now's a good time. About last week... Um. Just because I might have disagreed with some of the sentiments on like some of the episodes, uh, I, I generally thought the week was shit. I'm not taking that back. I don't think any of the opinions should be censored. No. No, just because you had a wrong opinion, you have every right to spout it. Yeah, but, yeah. but I wanted to make that very clear. Well, no, like I wanted to make that clear that I can, I can sit here and say like, I think Eddie Bravo is fucking out to lunch, but I don't think that YouTube should be demonetizing those videos. I don't think they should be taking those down. Like, oh, You have every right to your opinion, regardless of what that opinion is. Yeah. As long as it's not about like hating fucking some race of person, I think you're probably fine. And again, I think, you know, I sat back and I said to myself, like, what am I, what do I listen to Joe for? You know, what am I listening to this podcast for? And it's not for... I don't listen to Joe speak for deep political insight, nor do I listen to Brennan Schaub or, you know what I mean? Like they're all, I listen to them because they're funny and it's fun and I like it and I like their discussions. And last week I just got worked up because like Kamar said, and I took your words, Kamar, I didn't listen to all of them. I didn't binge listen to all of them, which helps because you just, you hate them. Anyway, Kamar's nothing to say about that. I, I, I hate what? No, I was saying, you said to me, if you listen to all of them at once, 
If you listen to four yes, Joe yes, Rogan yes, episodes yes. in a row, you're going to hate it. You're going to fucking hate every episode. You're, you're saying you mitigated that and they still weren't your cup of tea. No, I'm saying, had I done what you... This week, I spread them out, and it was a much more enjoyable week. I guess... Oh, this week, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what's important is um, sometimes one or two guests um, are so bad that they make you think the week is worse than it was. I'm not saying that's what happened last week. No, it could be I'm just saying that happens where... And and it and because we are rating each individual episode, <laughs> it's important to maintain a certain. Uh, even though it hurt us inside, you know how terrible the week was. Yeah, but maybe that's the case. And Kamar brought this up, and I know you're you, you just touched on it quickly, but like, there's always the swing back too. Like last week seemed really um, one way, and this week he brings on like Patton Oswalt, David Pakman, and he he almost seemed to have like a different opinion this week. Like Joe's really kind of. Well, you know, well, well, I wonder, yeah, just before, sorry, I know this is crazy. Just before we get to Patton Oswalt, like that's really how I feel is look on most things. I'm pretty positive what my stance is. You know, you ask me about aliens, you ask me about Bigfoot, you ask me about what magic I have an opinion and I'm, I'm pretty solid on it. But I think with a lot of people right now, they're finding themselves in a position where they're just not sure. And because it's a, a, you know, with aliens, with Bigfoot, I don't have to, you don't have to do shit. You can say, I don't believe, or I do believe, and it doesn't matter. But with everything that's going on in the world right now, and you're having to put your money where your mouth is, you know what I'm saying? It's just... Well, I hate to jump ahead, but Pacman brought it up. It's, oh, did he? Well, he? well, I mean, what he said was, you know, if you believe in flat earth, that's not really hurting anyone. You can believe in flat earth. You can even convince other people... And other than trying to go to the edge of the earth, which most of us... Well, except that guy who tried to fly to prove that it was round. I, I but was, again, yeah. if he wants to kill himself, then all the power to him. Yeah, you no, know no, what I mean? I, He's not I, really... I understand. I understand. So the argument is like, that's where the COVID thing gets a little dicey is because if you don't believe and you get sick and you spread it around to your community, then you're not believing hurt people around you. Listen, you're... I know, you're I'm preaching, preaching to the, to the choir. choir. I, I don't... I, but like I said, I am constantly of like two minds. Yeah. And it's hard when it's your safety instead yeah, yeah. of just your pride, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald. Name of a supervillain. Amazing name yeah. of a supervillain. Uh, you hate him, Kamar, so we'll let you go ahead. Uh, I think I would have preferred... Well, first of all, there's always a problem when a guest is on for just an hour. <laughs> and that's always in the guest thing. And he started this off by saying how much he wanted to be on this podcast, but he knows what it is. So I thought that was sort of disingenuine. And uh, I would have rather if he was on and just nerded out about some comic books for an hour versus hearing his fucking stupid opinions. And I checked out when he they were talking about food and he was saying he had to stretch his food dollars and he almost forgot his fucking privilege. And I was like, ah, it's over. I, I, I'm done. Because he's too successful to be talking like that. That was my my huge moment of like, what the fuck is going on here? When he was talking about stretching his food dollar. Like, I get it. He was trying to be like, um, re- yeah, relatable. Yeah. But we know how rich Patton Oswald is. How rich is he? He's super villain rich, Matt. I doubt it. Oh, he's definitely very wealthy. Listen, I feel terrible for the What's guy. What's very wealthy? His, his sto- curiosity. Well, I think he's a multimillionaire. He's certainly not having to stretch his dollar for food. 
Fair enough. Um, listen, I feel really bad for the guy. His story is super sad. Like, super sad. His wife ODing. What the fuck was that? Your phone. rotating. Yeah, it was a ghost. I didn't tell you that this studio is haunted. It's fine. Yeah, by uh, the ghost of a former podcaster who did this in the uh, 1700s before radio. Give me subscribers. <laughs> exactly. Um, sorry, where were we, Kamar? Patton Oswald, you feel bad. His story. Oh, yeah, right. 14 million. That's worth 14 million. So stretching the old food dollar. No, that's listen. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they didn't talk about it. Obviously, I don't even know how that would even come up in conversation unless he wanted it to. Right. But. But um, yeah, his girlfriend died like two years ago. Right. Wife. Or his wife. Wife. His wife. Yeah. So he's raising a little girl now by himself. I mean, he's just, remarried. Oh, he is remarried. He's remarried. Okay. Yeah. Well, fine. So there you go. That was quick. So he he was he was basically on just to promote a special. Yeah, and, and a bullshit conversation. And couldn't even give more than an hour. Like that's where I'm with you, man. You if especially if you're gonna come on and just be a, a shill for your own product, at least have the decency to like two hours. Man, you Did gotta, you guys watch his special by chance? No. No. Did you? It wasn't any good. Yeah. Well, so... I gave him the full shake because his podcast was so short. I just can't fill the time. You watch... Uh, you definitely watched that out of hate though, right? Like to see how much you would not like it? Oh, yeah. No, just to see what it was. It could be funny. He, he, someone could be funny that you don't like. Like you still admire their joke writing. No, No, fair enough. Yeah, but Kamar, let me ask you, when was the last time you watched a Netflix special where you were like, this is incredible? The Chappelle, maybe? Fair enough. I agree. I'm just I saying. I thought that was the coolest thing he said. Well, Kamar, he let said me. He started with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, on the same night in DC. Yeah. Chappelle tells the same story on his Mark Twain thing. He says, I started, to, I started on this exact stage with Patton Oswald, and he's like, he names the date and shit. So that's his street cred. Yeah. But other than that, he's dead to me. What a weird feeling that would be to start comedy on the same night as someone. I feel like uh, Joe is almost defending Trump this week. Uh, it seems like Joe's Not been overtly def defending him, but trying to. It seems like he's been defending Trump for the last like three weeks. Yeah, since the fights. That's when I feel like something happened. Maybe while he was traveling to Florida or something, somebody he met there or something. That's when Joe changed his mind about this whole pan pandemic thing. <laughs> well, he definitely has been defending Trump a ton. I even feel like he's going to vote Trump. Although well, he's not going to oh, vote Biden. Well, no, hold on. But then this, this is what we'll I was going to say. Well, well, what I was going to say is last week, if you had asked me, I would have been said 90% Joe votes Trump in the next election. But after this week, this week, he seems to have turned more to like, because Patton Oswald said it first. He, was the, he started the week off by saying, I'm voting for the cabinet. Well, Joe's going to throw his vote away independent or however you do that sure. in the States to third party. Sure. I'm not sure how that works. Same thing. But Same even thing? the cabinets yeah. are a bunch of jabronis. Yeah. Agreed. Those people have been working in that cabinet are the same people who were there, the president before. Like that doesn't change. You know what I'm saying? For lack of a better word, it's the swamp. Okay. Well, the swamp that Trump never drained. Is that the one you're talking about? 
Maybe still looking for the dream. I thought it was also strange when uh, Patton Oswald was like, oh, no, there could be no war with China. We're their main trading partner. He was very smug about that. Listen to this like guy. Do something. He was very smug about that. I think that um, these, uh, like, rich uh, Democrats. Liberals. Liberals have a certain opinion about, like, we're forever going to be okay dealing with China. Yeah. Because the alternative is not a pretty picture, you know? Potentially, no. I feel like you have to have an appetite for more... Um, it's not violence. That's not the word I'm looking for, but... Um, you want to conflict? Well, yeah. You're, there's going to have to be something. Those countries are going to butt heads, whether it be economically, uh, socially, whatever. Right? It's it's inevitable. Well, it, if you cut off trade, it is. I mean, look, they can probably pretend this never happened and just go on business as per usual. Can we talk about something positive? I, I just with, oh, with Mark, Oswald. Yeah, he Good did. Luck. Oh. <laughs> Well, let's try. Well, no, I thought I listen. I heavily agreed with him when he was like, "Why is the U.S. flex always our fucking military power? Why can't we flex something else?" Like the U.S. flex to me in the early 1900s was the idea that like it was the land of the free, or that you could come there with nothing and build yourself up and become something. And now it doesn't seem that way at all. I think we all agree at that point. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying, is I felt like, you know, I felt like that was something that I agreed with him on, and that you had to, more to the point. Yeah, we all, well, we all agree that the American military is out of control, could be uh, directed somewhere else. I mean, they could spend half of what they spend and still be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else, and they could fix their homeless problem, their infrastructure problem, but they don't. Sad. It, it, it would it would appear, but they know something we don't know. Well, I guess they do too. I mean, Joe talked about it too. You know, Joe really this week too was heavily on the socialized medicine tip, like really pushing home that. And again, I'm Canadian. I agree with him. I don't understand why. It's weird that Americans push their rights so hard, but the right to medicine is like, well, that's not a fucking right. And forget even the right to medicine, just the right to taking care of your own. That, sure. To me. You know, whatever that equates to, if, if medicine comes into play, then then medicine comes into play. And sure. if it's making sure that nobody's homeless, then it's making sure nobody's homeless. Like, take care of your own. Well, even just having, like, having access to a doctor, you know? And, like, I get that there's that many more people there, but, like, they should all have access to a doctor. It, it, it can't be that hard to figure out. It really can't. It's just a massive cultural thing. Maybe this COVID situation will be the uh, tipping point. I don't think it will, though, because, and I mean, again, I sent you guys that link that said this whole thing could just be to sow dissent from Russia, that there might not even be that many Americans that are trying to fucking go back to work. Um, well, well they're going the back. Russians aren't showing up to these rallies, you know what I mean? Yeah, but again, but okay, but Simon, we knew that the, the Russians were setting those rallies up when it was like Black Lives Matter right. against, you know what I, I mean? See, so I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. My yeah. point is just that it's easy to rally those those people up and to get them fucking moving. It's not I, to say they don't I'm, exist. I'm not denying at all that some of that is probably um, nefarious like that. 
But there are definitely people who want to go back to work. Like, of course. No, no, no. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying there aren't. That's not my point. Like, I believe there are people that want both, that are like, I want to be healthy. I don't want to put anyone at risk, but I'm dying. I have no money and I want to go back to work. I have to, I have to feed my family. I'm totally with that. Or people that have a business that are like, I'm literally going to lose my business. You know, that's a terrible fucking thing, especially if you've sunk your life into it. I understand. But I'm just saying, there's, listen, I just think there's more to this than we're all seeing. Of Way more. Yeah, of course there are people on the other side of the fence too. Of course there is. I was talking to somebody this week about um, just during this whole thing, how everybody's lost control, right? Like, you know, you, you're out of work, blah, blah, blah. So you're trying to like gain any kind of control you can anywhere you can. And then I kind of took that. I, I thought that was a valid point because I see it in my own life. I see it with my wife. I see it with my kids. You know what I mean? Just anywhere where you can take something back, even um, unknowing you're doing it subconsciously. Um, and with Joe, I think it's the immune system hoopla. Like he's so heavy, right? On he's like angry at the government. Why are they telling us about social distancing and masks and they're not telling anybody to boost their immune system? Yeah. And I think that's exactly, like granted, Joe thinks about that anyways, but like it's so over the top right now and I think that's, he doesn't even know he's doing it, you know? This is like his subconscious well, fighting think, back to... I also think Joe doesn't realize that maybe like he feels like you can boost your immune system overnight. You know what I mean? I think well, the you, government's... you can with an IV drip. That's the difference. Okay. Well, again, we've discussed Yeah, that I know. If you can't afford healthcare, you're obviously not getting a fucking <laughs> IV drip, so... <clears throat> um, yeah, the fucking... 2020 really is the new 2012, though. What happened in 2012? Well, it was supposed to be the end of the world with the Mayan calendar. Oh, yes. Like, yes, this yes. really is the... That thing. makes sense. Well, they... You've heard that whole thing, right? That they think that they fucked up the dates the and 2012 really is 2020 yeah. in the Mayan calendar. But let's keep in mind, end of the world people do that all the all time. All the time. Listen, that's why I said that with a huge smile yeah. and a grain of salt. You know what Fair I mean? Fair enough. Listen. It's, uh, they do it every time they miss a date, they conveniently go back and find the math they did wrong. I oh, will, I see. We didn't carry the one. I will say, though, they've never messed up the math and then had there be uh, locust, that's crows, right. a plague. That's right. I sent you that crow video. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I, I did. I definitely sent it to you because I think you responded and you were like, fuck that. Oh, the crow video. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, There's sorry. like a million yeah, crows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, sorry, I had already seen that. <clears throat> okay. But sorry. yeah, sorry. It was a, these bird things, but the locust like is right out of the Bible, man. It went on in Africa and nobody paid fucking attention. Anyways, whatever. No, I'm I'm with you. My point was like it listen, for all the times they get the math wrong and they're like, sorry, I meant twenty fifteen. It's twenty fifteen. Keep moving the bar. This time they hit it and yeah. they're like Oh, oh and now they have the proof. This time they're yeah. like, Well, maybe we did get it. Yeah. Uh Kamar, did you watch I think you did and you told me to watch and I probably didn't pay attention and then watched it and now I'm gonna talk about it because that's how I roll with you. Um <laughs> That's how you roll with everyone. Fuck off. Uh the Beyond the Mat. Did you tell us all to watch that? Which one is that? It's the wrestling documentary on Netflix. I think that was Jared. Or no, was it not Netflix? I it's Crave. It's on, no, it's on uh, Prime, isn't it? It's on Prime. No. No, that was not me. It's on Crave, I think. Okay, baby, it's on Crave. Anyways, what, you have to watch it, Kamar. Well, good. Now I feel great. That documentary is so fucking good. Every episode is a different, um, like, uh, weird 
case about wrestling. You didn't know somebody gets murdered or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Jimmy Superfly Snooker murders his wife in one episode. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know that. Is that true? It's his girlfriend. Anyways, dude, just watch it. You'll love it. There's like eight. No, I think there's 12 episodes, six per season. There's two seasons. It falls right in this nostalgia thing. That's well, yeah, they were right talking now. about the wrestling in this episode. I was just like, cause I got in a huge debate with, I guess my wife maybe, cause we watched this whole thing together and she was saying, yeah, no wrestling is fake. And I was saying, it's, you just watched this thing. Like they're hurting each other in the ring. It's not fake. It's scripted. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, we know the outcome, but the shit they're doing is still, but it almost makes it worse in my opinion. What do you mean? Like, okay, so if you go in the UFC and you get in the ring and you fight someone, you know, like the the violence and the pain, it, a winner comes out. Okay. Whereas like... Unscripted. The, unscripted, yeah. Whereas in the WWF, like scripted violence seems almost, again, for naught. Like, okay, I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to throw you over the top rope and you're going to land on your back. Like, I'm going to land on my back? Yeah, on the table. Uh, okay. Like, I, I guess I... I don't know. But sorry, I just don't see what, what's your problem? Are you, is your problem with the wording of what it's called? No, I don't know. My problem is more just like, I understand, like, if I, if, I, if I see a fighter fucked up after a lifetime of fighting, there's a part of me that understands it. That's like, okay, that's like, it was a noble. Okay. Whereas when I see a fighter fucked up after life of WWE, I'm, I, I sit there and I can't help it. And then you see Vince McMahon, who's like wildly rich. So when you, here, so this is the perfect example then. So when you see a football player, or any sports player who's fucked up from playing their sport, are you like the no, same it, way you look at wrestling? Because it's the same thing. You well, know no, what because I mean? that's where it's different though. Because a, a, like a, it's a game with an unknown outcome and the violence and the, the injury and all that is part of, like it's part and parcel. Whereas, okay, let me give you a better example then a trapeze artist. Sure. Okay. So a trapeze artist is doing their thing. Everything is scripted. They know what they're going to do. That doesn't take away the fact that when they're jumping through the air to catch that next trapeze, that what they're doing isn't dangerous. And if they miss, they're going to fall. And then you're going to say, well, you shouldn't have been doing trapeze because it's not. No, no, no. But that's different because they're not out there. The idea of the trapeze is to not fall. So if you're falling every time you do the trapeze, but then the idea of wrestling is look, the, the, they're both entertainment, right? We're not saying either as a sport. Trapeze isn't a sport and wrestling isn't a sport. Well, I don't care about that. Listen, and I don't care if you watch. I'm not even shitting on people that watch wrestling. I don't. I'm like, a, I'm just having this argument from. A my point is to me personally, and this is just my opinion, is there something about seeing someone after a lifetime of wrestling, like really fucked up and really injured, um, Versus seeing like a fighter really fuck yep. up. I don't know what it is, but there's something in my psyche where I look at the fighter and I go, that makes sense. Prize fighting is like something we've done forever. Whereas like a ballet of violence. There's a wrestler in this documentary named Draws. He was like the third member of the Road Warriors for a while. Okay. Uh, you know, Hawk and Animal. Yeah. Did you watch any wrestling? Of course. Okay. It was a huge wrestling. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. good, good, good. Um, so Draws was like this third guy they brought in. In he's in a bunch of these episodes, like giving his opinions about shit, and he's in a wheelchair with a straw. He can only like, and it was all because, uh, you know, D'Lo Smooth or what, I something like that was his name. He was some black wrestler, and um, 
he was doing a power bomb on him and he was just like they both even said it is like it was nobody's fault i just kind of slipped a little bit as i was going up boom paralyzed from the neck down you know no it's horrible like i mean keep in mind there's a part of you that like <clears throat> if you heard a football player like you know broke their neck playing football you there's a part of you that would also be like wow was that worth it like playing a game I mean, you could also say maybe the football player is making $35 million a year. I, but I would, I don't think I would say that. I think I would say if, you know, I would feel sorry for him regardless. Because it's the same thing as you going to work and hurting yourself on your job as a fucking make something up. You know what I mean? A line cook at uh, some restaurant, you fall. Not that that's going to exist yeah, anymore. But, but the big difference there is if I fell being a line cook, I could definitely look back and go, well, that sure as shit wasn't worth it. Okay, yeah. If you're making yeah. $35 million a year playing football, at least you could go, okay, I'm in a wheelchair, but this wheelchair has a fucking right, ramp but, to my but, beautiful home. But being in the line cook, you're putting yourself into a lot less risk than you are being the football player, right? Like it's sure, the money sure. comes it's, in yeah, you're for, mitigating the, risk. I for get the amount it. you're willing to give. So it's probably not a great comparison. But anyways, you get my point. Sure. I mean, I, I don't I think, know. Go ahead, Kamar. I think I agree with you, Matt. Before UFC, wrestling was like cooler. Like more like just spectacular violence, whatever you can see. But once UFC came in, it was, it was the real deal. So it's just sort of changed perspective. <laughs> Even though we know what they're doing is still as risk scripted or not. Well, I implore you both to watch this beyond the mat because I think you'll like it regardless of the wrestling. But I think it also gives you a more of a respect for what these guys kind of went through. Keep in mind, I have respect. I have respect for, them. I know that they're like, they're out there beating the shit out of themselves night after night and that they're wildly athletic and fit. And like, I get all that. I'm not shitting on wrestlers or wrestling fans. I just, like I said, to me, it has yep. this weird feeling when you see someone that fucked up after a lifetime, of especially the guys in the early days that, that didn't make shit. There is one episode. Listen, there's one episode where they talk about it's called like the battle of the brawl or I forget what the fucking name is. It's the only episode that doesn't involve murder or something. And it's, I don't know if you remember this Kamar, but there was one competition in wrestling where they decided to put on boxing gloves and like really see who the toughest wrestler was. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Watch it, man. It is. I, I also didn't remember this happening. Like I have vague recollections of it, but it seems like a really huge deal. Anyways, it's a fun one, and you should totally watch it. Fair enough. Anyways, moving on. Thanks for the recommendation. Yeah. Well, they talked about <laughs> wrestling for a while, and that was kind of my favorite part about this podcast. Because I like that's what I like about Patton. He's a giant nerd, and I like that part about him. And if he would only do what he said he was going to do and not be political and keep his fucking mouth shut... I would be able to handle him. But he literally said that. He's like, I don't do that anymore, Joe, but... Blah, 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 political nonsense. Blah, 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 political nonsense. And then at one point, Joe was like, what's crazy is people who are hounding Trump all day on Twitter. And Pat Oswald was like, yeah, yeah, those guys. And he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's very vocal. I, I, I found that was, listen, I, this podcast had the right hour point. Because anything more than that, and I feel like Patton yeah, would have been I mean, I actually gave it given a away for his... Um, I was actually going to give this one like a three. Really? I didn't mind it. And like you said, an hour? Great fucking length. Thank you. 
Appreciate it. No, I, I think you're misunderstanding me. I meant if it was any longer than an hour, he would have been given away for, you know, the true fucking Patton Oswald. My favorite part is his acid story. What was that, Kamara? I don't remember. When he did acid and all the characters were dancing. Oh, when he was dancing. That's when he was talking about he was in his friend's apartment and his friend had like all the figurines from every. Remember, he said he's like, I I had some friends that lived in New York City and they had uh, an apartment that was like filled with. They were comic book artists or something. Yeah. He said one of them was a comic book artist and he had a collection of figurines. Like apparently when you went into the room, remember 40 year old virgin? Yeah. Yeah. It was like that apartment. Yeah. Kind of like this shit. Yeah, but like 10 times crazier. And I guess he was like high on acid and uh, all the little figurines came to life. Like Toy Story. Yeah, like Toy yeah, Story. Sounds like it'd be amazing. That, that was a highlight. Or like, what was that other one that it was like Army Men versus. Um, I think it was called Army Men. Little Soldiers. Little Soldiers. Little Thank Soldiers. You, wow. Way to go, go, buddy. Go. Way to go. And that's for this, this week's, week's movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 little Soldiers. <laughs> uh, well, while you're looking that up. No, uh, we're not doing Little Soldiers. No way. Listen, anyway. I don't know if there's anything else. Oh, I. Okay. Whatever you want to do. Trump. And not wearing the mask. I thought that was interesting. Did you guys hear about um, the reason he's not wearing a mask has nothing to do with like solidarity for anything? It's because of the makeup. The makeup and the hair. Makes sense. It really does make sense. It's sad. Well, no, but I mean, listen, it's... Um, he's probably not out that much around people anyways, is he? Am I wrong there? I don't know. He's so insecure. No, I just mean he's pretty, like, if you're the president during this thing, aren't you pretty, like, physically insulated? Well, I mean, didn't we find out that he just lays in bed and tweets until 1 1 p.m. anyway? He was out golfing this weekend, and I'm not saying he shouldn't, but I mean, like, he's not out there with 50 people. I'm sure he's out there with, like, the vice president or something. I don't care. Let him golf. Fuck, who gives a shit? Yeah, but I don't give a shit. Is he a good golfer, Kamara? Do you know? There's no fucking way. He's got a big fat ass and he's a useless human being. Who gives a shit? There's no fucking way he's a good golfer. You've golfed, Simon. Look at that human being. Okay, look at uh, Jim Daly. Is that his name, Kamara? Tim Daly? Jim Daly? John Daly? John Daly. John Daly. Daly. Yeah, John Daly's different. Well, hold on. There are lots of fat golfers. Golf and curling is like made for people to not be in shape. Listen, man. Man. John he cheats at golf, so he's not that good. John Daly's one of a kind. So, you know, he's an outlier. Don't do that. You've seen Donald Trump. He's <laughs> a gooey fuck. Don't There's no way that. he swings a golf club. Oh, no, I imagine him swinging he's like Dolly. Charles Barkley, but he also owns a golf course, so he golfs a lot. Listen, he what's seems, the 10,000-hour the rule? Does he not seem like the type of person that bought a golf club just so he could golf with people that he shouldn't be golfing I'm gonna with? I'm going to pull up his... Oh, my phone's over there. Uh, By the way, I did the math. Pull up his golf swing for us, Kamar. I did the math on 10,000 hours. Okay. It's not right? No, no. It's Well, what's not right about it? Well, I, I've heard people dispute that. Well, I don't care. Hour. I just did the math on it. If you treated that 10,000 hours thing like a full-time job, so if you dedicated 40 hours a week to something. Yeah. How long would that take? 20 years. 20.8 years. That so, sounds right. So you'd have to um, do f- double time to at least get it down to 10 years. 10 years, 10,000 so hours. 80, so that's you're spending literally 16 hours a day on something. It's You're going to get great at it. <laughs> but that's you can't do anything Listen, else. Listen, Maddie, if I sat around mm-hmm. and all day did nothing but shoot three-pointers, 
I would be like a Jewish Steph Curry. I de- but this would you? Well, yeah, I have like years. this natural talent to begin with, plus all the work, you know. Twenty years after twenty years, you would be ten years at the at the sixteen at the hours a day. Time. Right? Yeah. Listen, I'd like to prove it to you, but we both know there's no way to do that. All right, are we going to rate uh, Patton Oswald here? Are we done? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, you guys just blah 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 political bullshitted his whole thing. So, sorry. You're not even listening. I was just seeing if I had. Kamar, you want to rate it, please? Oh wait, let me. Where he's showing us his swing. Yeah, sorry, I didn't see it, Kamar. Well, it's not horrible. It's not Charles Barkley. Okay. No, that's the most terrible swing ever. Um, I correction. It's called uh, Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers. You know what's so funny, Kamar? Is uh, you know Tiger Woods' old swing coach, um, Butch Butch Harmon. Is it Butch Harmon? Butch Harmon. Yeah. He yeah. took Charles Barkley in to teach him a new swing. And apparently even he couldn't fix Charles's swing. <laughs> like they did it as like yeah, a, he's just an HBO thing or not HBO, but something, you know, yeah, yeah. real sports. Dude, his swing is nothing so to do funny. with anything. Do you Go know ahead. that Tiger Woods is playing against um, Phil Mickelson with Peyton Manning and Tom yeah. Brady this afternoon? Yeah, yeah. I didn't okay, know that was this afternoon, yeah, but I knew that right was now, happening. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyways, I don't like Patton Oswald. Uh, I give this a two. Simon? I also give it Talented. a two. Talented. You've done a lot. I respect him. I'm sorry for him losing his wife, but I thought this was a bullshit episode. That's fine. I give it a three. I didn't hate as much as these guys, clearly. 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 All right, let's move on. I can see clearly. The Hawkman. Tony Hawk, fourteen seventy seven. Tony motherfucking Hawk. This is the kind of shit that like. This is why you listen. Yes, this is exactly why I listen. But I find that I'm usually disappointed. I wasn't at all. I build these things up in my head so much that when it comes to the time, I, I'm like, this is so amazing that Tony Hawk is on Joe Rogan, but this isn't the best interview that could have been done. Listen, man. Considering- Can I say what I think the problem is? Go ahead. I think that Joe's limited knowledge about skateboarding yeah. made him the start-off point for the conversation sort of rudimentary and remedial. N- not only that, listen, I'm sorry, Matt. The, I'm check gonna, out the big brain on Brad. I'm going to let you get to your thing in one second. Not only that, Kamar, it's that um, I just, like, sometimes Joe's just not gritty enough, man, and the stories you got to press for are... Fucking like the things that are happening on the road when you're a kid. Like I, that's what I'm interested in. It's we all know Tony Hawk. No, most people know his story. You know, do they though? Well, I don't know. the one thing I learned about the chip on his shoulder. But um, at the very end of the podcast, he goes, "Joe, I've done the craziest things ever because of skateboarding." I was like, "Well, let's talk about those." Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, just as an example, so. Um, you you've watched that Tony Hawk Power and Pearl or the uh, Bones Brigade documentary? documentary. Yeah, of course, I'm course. not saying everybody has watched that, but it was like a it was a big big enough document. I just mean I'm with you, Kamar. A hundred percent is that Joe starts so far behind the eight ball on anybody who's not in his like wheelhouse that you know when a scientist comes on, um, he does some research. He reads a book. Well, that and then. 
it gets into opinion. You know what I mean? And like, I don't, I don't know. I, maybe I'm being. Silly. Well, no. You know what? I'll. I, I hadn't thought about this until you mentioned it now. But now that you mention it, he does, and he did say this week. He's like, when I know I have someone coming on, I do some research. I read a book. I do whatever. It's really easy for him, especially in his gym, in his air-conditioned seven-TV gym, to throw on, like you said, the Bones Brigade documentary, Dogtown and the Z-Boys. Like, well, exactly. That gives you, that at least, if you watch those two movies back-to-back, the documentary and the movie, uh, both documentaries, sorry, Dogtown and the Z-Boys and the, and the Bones Brigade documentary, boom, you are all of a sudden more knowledgeable than someone who hasn't watched them. First of all, you would have been able to ask all the right questions. Hey, Tony, give me like, what was it like coming up with Tony Alva? That guy seems like a real fucking dick. This was like somebody you were going head to head with in the world of skateboarding at that time. You know what I mean? Like there were so many interesting questions that. Or even ask the good question. Like, does it, how does it feel to come out on top? That too. Because like you ended up being a multi, like you're richer than I am. Well, c- well not after this compare deal. Compare Alva skateboard to birdhouse in the end. You know what I mean? Anyways, those are all things of interest to me. And you're right. All he would have had to do is watch two documentaries. And not only that, Maddie, he would have wa- he would have liked them because they're they're well done docs, regardless of even if it's something you're not that into. Dogtown and Z Boys. My stepdad watched Dogtown and Z Boys and was like, "This is incredible." of all time. Yeah. it is so well done. It's so good. It's so good. Mm. It'd be tragic though if Joe watched them, went down the rabbit hole, then got a half pipe in the fucking complex <laughs> and started skateboarding. Well, we know that's not going to happen. Doesn't really have the build for it. Um, I will. I, like so that's that's my problem with this episode. Other than that, I guess it was okay. I mean, listen now. Yeah, I love Tony Hawk. Now that you mention it, yeah. And you know what? You always hear Joe talk about like I have no time. Again, I just said it. You're in your gym. You know, Google Tony Hawk, and a bunch of shit's going to come up. I don't like this no time thing. You know what I mean? I have a problem with that. Because that's it's just not true. It's you decide what you allot your. He says it all the time. Well, we all have the same amount of time. Yeah, twenty four hours a day. Yeah. So that's why. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying we all have the same. We amount. are in the middle of a fucking lockdown. Like I don't know about you guys, but I've had to watch a lot of shit. Well, even then, he's not performing right now, so you have to have more time. You're not doing ten podcasts a week. You're doing the same amount of podcasts a week. You're obviously not doing as much research because he's, he's busy making deals, man. <coughs> I mean, listen, I still thought this was a great fucking episode. I was amped to see Tony Hawk um, in the photo. And yeah. I, I yeah, still no, thought no. this was a great episode. It was episode. very cool. I, I agree. I love this part of the podcast where um, I'm just going to show you a picture in a second where Tony Hawk was like, Joe's like, well, what was it like to turn pro? And Tony was like, well, it was pretty much like this. And yeah. it's pro amateur and you check a box, yeah. you know, like that's how it worked back in the day. You, if you thought you can compete against pros, you checked off pro. I mean, that's the craziest thing to me about skateboarding is when we were young, um, obviously it was like a new, it, it had like come, you know, it had had an ebb and flow, but it was really like an, I don't know, it was still unknown whether it was going to be this big thing. And like, you didn't have to be incredible to be pro back then right you had to be good for sure but like you know if you go back and look at the cover of like trans world or thrasher and stuff there's there's guys doing like 50 50s on like a ledge or you know what i mean like nothing crazy now there's kids on instagram that are in a week putting out what would have been someone's part in 1996 
like and would have blown everyone's fucking socks off well that was the point there were always a lot of kids who were probably amazing that we just never knew about right but even then here's a good question that joe also that i would have i would have asked is like the influence that tony hawk had on skateboarding that no one ever talks about is the game because if the game hadn't come out the the progression after that game came out because people were like maybe i can flip in and flip out like maybe i can do a kickflip into a backside tail and and then from there it's become what it is now which is fucking bananas it's a really interesting point matt that could have also have then gone to i wonder if like things like ufc wrestling games have some impact on the way that the ufc progresses you know what i mean Well, we know they do because stylebender said he learned that way dude this is my point like look if we can make these extrapolations off the cuff you know there's another there's actually another precedent for this there's a dude so the first guy kamar i don't know who it is you might be able to help me out simon the first dude to ever in an nfl game when the clock was winding down run to the line and then run parallel with the goal line so you know what i mean like let's say there's five seconds left on the clock and you're running an open touchdown in Instead of just running it in oh, for the to touchdown the and clock. leaving the clock, yep. you run parallel with the line and then you run in. And they asked him, reporters asked him after the game, they said, what made you do that? And he said, he said, uh, some kid did that to me in Madden. Perfect. And so again, it's like the, the game actually. Anyways, again, we're kind of going far because that's not Joe's responsibility to do that. My point was there were lots of places to go besides, sure. hey, Tony, like, uh, did you ever hit your head? You ever have to worry about CTE? Like if you have ever watched a skateboarding video you already know the answer to that yes they all fall they all hit their heads they all have to worry about cte sorry come on go ahead i see your hand up there yeah um yeah you know, it's been up for a while but yeah, i know i, I know my bad it is really he's like the michael jordan of skateboarding and i wonder if when i was younger if like other skateboarders were just cooler like he said his style was weird though he's become risen the top has just been the, the greatest ever I think I might have thought street skaters were cooler back in the day. No, but this is the thing, Kamar. You, you're right. He was never, he, and this is why he, he is and isn't the Michael Jordan of skateboarding because he was never anyone's favorite skater. Well, in the beginning, he was like in the eighties, late eighties, he was. Nope. I'll tell you the difference is that um, Tony Hawk ended up on a cartoon where other people didn't, so he was a. I get it. None of uh, we were all street skaters, so I hated fucking vert. So I could give two fucks about them spinning around up there. You know what I mean? Listen, I'll put it to you this way: but he was a cartoon character. He's he is the Michael Jordan of skateboarding because if you go to Lithuania, and there's some old man in a room, and he and you say skateboard, he says Tony Hawk. Correct. So I'm with you there, like 100. I, I agree. He's what to I'm Kamara's point. What I'm saying though is. I, I never knew anyone, and I grew up skateboarding. I knew a lot of skaters. I didn't know anyone that was like, Tony Hawk is the man. He's the fucking shit. Now, keep in mind, now that he's 50 and has done, or in his 53 and has done what he's done and stuck around and done what he's done for the community and this, that, and the next, the guy's incredible. Remember the beginning of um, Police Academy 3? With Tony they're, Hawk. They're, they're chasing the the Bones Brigade through. Yeah, I think it's the Lance whole, Mountain and yeah, Tony, Tony Guerrero and the whole lot of them. Yeah. But Tony's awesome in that. Like he's no worse than any of those other dudes. Like he's the he's one of the cool guys. You you know what I mean? I just I don't see it as him not being. Yeah, you. But that's because you. Look I don't at know. It. Maybe you're coming in like what 
six, seven years later, maybe he's like way not cool by that point. Yeah, like I'm just remembering possible. when I was a kid. Well, yeah, keep in mind, I didn't like, you know, I remember riding a skateboard on my knee in the 80s, but I didn't really skate until the 90s and vert skating wasn't like Well, a, but I was even going to ask, like, did you ever, and I'm not trying to insult you here, I'm trying to get a grasp on where this, we're at. This guy is a piece of fucking Did you shit. ever ride an old board or by the time did yeah. you start skating were they already uh, nose and tail inverted? You know what I mean? No, no. I So I had one of the fat boys that had a pointy nose that was slightly up yeah, like okay. that and then the fat flat tail that also went what up. kind of board was it uh i'm pretty sure it was a powell peralta yeah but what model you don't know i don't remember i was super young someone well, gave it to all me. all i'm saying is because like the the first gen of boards we rode had no nose at all right like yeah it was that, just the flat they, they back. were they I were vert uh, boards they were meant that's yeah. what they were using them for a anyway sorry i'm just trying to figure out where we all it was, land i it know was, it was police academy four four sorry and tony hawk had the school coolest board back in the day for sure the the bird skull oh i didn't think so i like oh. mike mcgill's with the skull with the snakes coming yeah, out of it but my cool favorite too. one ever and my favorite skater ever is valeli the elephant skull but he that was, was a such job. a badass, eh, Maddie? Fucking fighting people in the skate ramps and fuck every he, video he, on YouTube is him Joe fighting some anything, dude. If Joe knew anything, he could talk about the art, like what's the how that. Oh, dude, all of that shit, man! And just to hear stories about like other dudes and I don't know, Lance man. Mountain like or... you know what never gets talked about is fucking Gator murdering his wife and burying her in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Like somebody, uh, these are great stories, but I'm sure there must be a skateboard podcast that talks about all this shit, eh, Maddie? That you listen to. Well, the nine, the club. nine club, Do I mean, they, but the nine club just has guests on, but would, has anybody ever talked about like Gator and that whole thing? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they go deep into a lot Do of they? stuff. Okay. So I, I listen, haven't listened to every I episode listen though, to but that. there was one weird point on this podcast where Tony's telling Joe about how him and his son got really sick and in retrospect thought they had COVID yeah. They got tested and then found out they didn't and then came in here and didn't get tested. The Joe was like, I test everyone. He's like, well, how would I get through? And Joe's just like, I don't know. I guess we just have to think about it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but in, hold on. In the next episode, they stop five minutes in. Yeah, but again, he forgot to do it. Like It's like he went to Florida and just fucking gave up on, on there being a pandemic. But, but when Tony's talking about the test, it's the only time you get insight into maybe his political leanings because he goes, I got the test. Not everyone can get the test. They're quite expensive. Mm-hmm. I say he's pushing back against Trump saying anyone can get a test. You know what the other thing is, Maddie? Sorry. You know, I'm like whispering to you. Uh, we went through a whole two, 15, two, ha two and a half hour podcast. They didn't never mention that Tony Hawk's son is a skateboarder. An incredible skateboarder. Yeah. Like. But I think all of his kids skateboard too. Okay, but sh shit lamaired, Matt. How does this not come up even for Joe? Too much to cover in two hours. Oh, the. Okay, I'm that, that I'm I cannot accept that. I'm sorry. I mean, that, it is weird. You think that's he'd like even, saying you don't have enough time to watch a documentary? But you think he'd brag? Like that's a real dad thing to do, isn't it? You're a dad. I, if my son was amazing at something, Matt, that would be the first. <laughs> it would be like, hey, Matt, my son's amazing at hockey, and by the way, we're doing the podcast today. You know? Yeah, especially. But if it was the thing that you excelled at, oh. like if you were an artist, like if yeah, you know, if Shep was like a, or if he was a professional skateboarder. Sure. Holy there you go. fuck. I would be one of those parents. Yeah. But I guess also when it's. He, <laughs> go ahead, Kamar. When he was talking about uh, skateboarding at the Olympics, 
and how far the sports has come. All I can think about is how crazy it is that snowboarding started after skateboarding and surpassed it in like acceptability and stuff and got to the Olympics way faster. It's just a weird sort of well, thing. It is interesting. It's I'm, because there are less snow sports, I think, less uh, winter sports, so they just need more shit. That's true. That's a good point. But Tony seemed not. really butthurt that vert skating wasn't in the Olympics. Yes. Well, I agree. Like, I don't know why Obviously. it wouldn't be. In the, it seems like a totally Olympic-type event. I mean, I assume down the line, the big air and the vert will go in. Well, what it, I thought big air was in right now. No, no. He said it's park and, uh, and the street. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay, sure. Whatever. Because the big we air... We could imagine when we were kids of becoming Olympic sports. We'd just say, imagine, imagine. Sorry, what, Kamar? He said we'd say we'd we, always we we didn't imagine it being an Olympic sport when we were kids. Skateboarding, yeah, yeah, we didn't. But at the same time, like aerial skiing has already uh, always been a sport. So, like, how far is vert from that? No, but skateboarding always had sort of a, a like a fuck you counterculture. Right, no, we didn't even want to. Fair enough, but so did snowboarding. Like skiers and snowboarders didn't get along for a very long time. You know. So but let it me was just such a market force it rose up the ranks. I guess. So let me ask both of you, skateboarding, sport or art? It's a sport. Kamar? It's like a martial arts, sport and art. If you look like a Rodney Mullen to a Tony Hawk and everything in between. But every sport has art to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you're competing in said sport... I mean, yes and no, Simon. Like, if, if we're both rowing... Yep. Yeah, but okay. Like there isn't a style difference like there is in skateboarding. I think there, not to the same extreme, but I think there is, man. I think the point of any sport is everybody is always like doing whatever they can to become a little bit better. And in that process, you're going to get a lot of different variations on. I don't know. Look at a golf swing, dude. That's like the perfect example. There are guys out there who swing totally different than another dude and are, look at Vijay Singh. The guy has won a million fucking uh, trophies and his swing doesn't look like anybody. Look at, um, what's, who's the, the other guy there, uh, Kamar? He's uh, bald, always wears the baseball hat. He's won a ton of tournaments. He's an American. And he has, with an F, he has a really fucked up swing. Ricky Fowler? No, Ricky Fowler has a nice swing. but um, He's a young god. Yeah. Okay, well, here, can Anyways. I give can I give you an example, though? Sure. So, Thank you. So, if you have, like, a fucked up swing, but you can hit the ball, but your scores are never low. So, like, you always, you're not making the tour, right? Like, you're not going to be that, you're not going to make that much money golfing. Okay. My point is, is there are pro skaters that are nowhere near as good as other pro skaters, but because of their style they're pro like think of that guy uh what was his name there's that skater ricky fowler he's the dude that that dresses like a hippie and does all that crazy fucking he has the same name as the golfer ricky fowler Mm. it's somebody else i know who you're talking about though ricky fowler is the golf no oh it's richie what the fuck is it it's rich it might be richie fowler no joke anyway that guy has the most viewed video on uh thrasher but you know what i mean like I, I understand what both of you are saying. I get what Kamara is saying by an art because you're right, Matt. There's you can become famous by just by just having doing a, a your super thing. interesting style. But like, th- but, but that is true, Matt. I'm just saying that is true now because of the internet with almost all sports. Like if you're look at the frisbee guys, like you can make anything into sure. Uh, but my my I, I, I if guess, you're good enough. 
Yeah, I guess I'm just saying it seems more, I don't know, skateboarding. Same with snowboarding. Like, they both seem slightly more artistic you than don't a need, sport. I guess your point, and it's true, is you don't have to win any competitions to necessarily be considered one of the best skateboarders in the world. Most skateboarders that make tons of money have never won a competition. Right. So there you go. Yeah. But a lot of them do then, well, I don't know, maybe go into the Olympics, will they? Uh, I don't know. To like prove that they're the best or they enter a competition to prove that they're the best? I don't know. Because it can't really be for the money in most of those comps. I imagine that it's not like... Oh no, like the SLS pays big bucks. Well, That's I know like that 200 one does. Grand. And I know, is that the one Deer Deck does? Yeah. You see, sorry, excuse me, Jesus. That's another piece that I think he missed to this because Tony Hawk started talking about like how he built all the ramps for uh, disenfranchised communities and stuff, which is exactly what Deer Deck does. Yeah. And I just would have been interested to just hear Tony Hawk's opinion on Rob Deer Deck. You know what I mean? Like I've never heard that yes. before. That would have been the perfect opportunity for Joe to say, oh, you know who else does that in LA is Rob Deer Deck. What do you think of that guy? You know? What was interesting about that story is you worked with Lance Armstrong, which is one of our most recent, uh, uh, this did not age well on the Patreon, if you want to check that out, listeners. Lance Armstrong. Oh, shit. I thought you said, I thought you were talking about Lance Mountain. I was like, I wish. Um, I mean, again, we, you know, we rag on people for what they do and don't touch on. Like Joe is kind of leading the conversation. And if he doesn't know about any of this stuff, the yeah, conversation can't a, go it's there. It's a problem. So. I agree. Um, what movie I thought you were going to pick, Kamar? Not that I did research on it, Matt, but just was gleaming the cube. Yeah, I thought about that, but it's just so nothing. It's yeah. so nothing, but... Honestly, I bet was the a, fucking... I, I bet you the... Um, it cost six million... Or it cost uh, four million to make, and it made like oh, you 11 million. No, I'm taking a guess. Oh, no, I was going to say it cost like 25,000 to make. Oh, well, maybe you're right. <laughs> and maybe made like, I don't know... 65 bucks they still had to pay you know tony hawk and the guys because well, wasn't christian slater in it yeah no yeah. in cleaning the cube but like thrashing and movies like that like yeah. those movies were just cult classics yeah no but uh gleaming the cube it was a big deal when it came out you know what i mean because it was like this representation albeit not a very good one but anything you know yeah. to to show that what you were doing was mainstream cool or accepted. cool except yeah. whatever i don't know um, Just since you're talking about it, the uh, budget was ten million and the box office was two million, two point seven to be exact. Ten. Uh, hold on. How much did it cost? Ten million dollars to make Gleaming the Cube in what year? Eighty four. Yeah. Holy. Fuck. What year was it? Kamar eighty five. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Jesus, dude! If you do the inflation on that, that movie cost way more than it should have. Yeah, I think a lot of people in the office were doing cocaine at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll second that, Kamar. I'll second that. It must be a fucking crazy feeling to um, be towed into one of those giant waves, though. As Tony was talking about that, I was just like, wow, you really have to be like a certain person to, you know, it's here, because this is what I'm saying, Matt. It's one thing to be a surfer and to go out, you know, you, you paddle out and you're waiting for a wave to come and it happens to be a massive wave and you're like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? And you do what you have to do. These guys know they're going into 100 foot plus waves, like... You have to trust the guy on the jet ski, well, obviously with your life. That's just it, yep. Because you're going under and fuck, man. Simon, I showed you a video of that guy getting crushed by like five of those massive waves in a row where he's pretty much under, like 
you see his head come up every time just before the wave crashes again you just see his head come up to the surface where he like gets a breath of air and has yeah yeah that's terrible that shit scares the fucking shit first of all i can't hold my breath for 10 seconds so the first wave kills me i have a i have a new fun game um who's richer okay uh so who do you think is richer tony hawk or rob deerdeck Sorry, I don't know the answer to this, so I'm going to play the game too. I think it's Tony Hawk, but I bet you they're both really fucking rich. Yeah, I think Tony Hawk is a video game. That's what I was going to say. Video game money, I think, makes the difference. But he was also, Tony Hawk was before, so Rob Deerdeck got like newer cash. You know what I'm saying? But Birdhouse is such a huge company. This one's really tough. Let's play the game. I have to, I mean, again, I think Rob Beardick's a really smart businessman so with his investments. I'm still going to say Tony Hawk. It has to be Tony Hawk. What do you Hawk. think they're both worth? Uh, Tony Hawk has got to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Wow. Okay. At and least $100 million. Well, give me a number because Kamara's okay. going to look it up. What's, I'll say what's that Tony Hawk? Tony worth? Hawk is worth $150 million. And I think Tony Hawk is worth $96 million. Okay. And what do you think Rob Deerdeck is worth? 75 million and i think rob deerdeck is worth like 50 million if that hmm. come on what do you think they're worth i looked it up so it's, it's a new point do it uh tony hawk's worth 140 million rob deerdeck's worth 50 million hey wow we each got one okay wow so he doubles rob deerdeck's worth you think that can't all be video game money no again he a owns. lot of it's video game money and rob deerdeck's all mtv money yeah well, that MTV money has got to be fucking massive, man. Listen, he's worth $50 million. Oh, I know. It's so much. It's so much. He's doing fine. So are, I wonder, are those the two richest skateboarders then? Is there anybody else who like is out? Uh, Nigel Houston. B Rob Burnquist? No, not Bob possible. Burnquist. Bob Burnquist. Ryan Sheckler. Sheckler. Oh, Sheckler's got some cash. But not $100 million I would say Nigel, man. Nigel? It can't even be close to $100 million. How much is Nigel Houston worth? I think Nigel Houston is worth thirty-two million. Mm, I'm gonna say a hundred million. Wow! Just because it's new money. You I know, don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's easier to make yeah, yeah, the big I get, dollars I get what now. You're saying. Like Tony Hawk making uh, ten million in 1984 is like making a no, hundred million the now. Nigel? No. How much? 20 million Six or something. Million. Oh, Six? wow. Wow. I was way off. Way off. Way off. Way off. Way off. All right. Okay. That was fun. Um, let's see what else we got for Tony. Kamar, you skated though, right? When you were young, like for your teenage years? I skated, I skated with Tom Green, man. Tom Green stole Jordan Knight's skateboard. What an asshole. Well, I think we should do Citizens on Patrol as the movie game. Oh, Jackie Grab. Sorry, what? Citizen on Patrol, Police Academy Four, because it also stars, stars Bobcat Goldwaite. Yeah, no, that's I a good. That's a good one. Bit before Maddie's time, but what are you gonna do? He'll probably win. He wins them all anyways. This cocksucker. It's the movie game for new listeners. Is a uh, game where a, I a little bitter. I don't know. <laughs> pick a movie, and Simon and Matt go head to head to find out the. Box office and budget. So we're looking for a year first, Kamar. And they both start off by guessing the year, which they never get. Well, Matt has been within a year on the last two. Oh, you guys have been within a year a couple times. Okay, let me figure this out. So I was... 
starring Steve Gunberg, Bubba Smith, Michael Winslow. What is this Police Rouse, Academy for? Sharon Stone, Bobcat Goldthwait, and the Bones Brigade. I it have... starts off with a crazy skate scene in the beginning of the movie, and that's about it for skating. Okay, I think I got the year. And when we were kids, like the only other skateboarding was like in Back to the Future. Visual references. That's why Gleam the Cube is such a big deal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. So. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. For the year. At I least. said 1989. That's the year I have as well. Really? Okay. 88, Kamar? Sorry, boys. 1987. Shit. Okay. No problem. 1987. I mean, this is kind of unfair. I was four. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's what I was saying. It's not like I have that's inside fine, information. <laughs> We're just doing it for fun. Yeah, yeah, I know. Works. No, listen, there's no money. It, all right. This is also going to be tough because the names you just named seems it like It has this. a lot of uh, yeah. big names in this movie. Yeah. Steve Gutenberg, Hightower was somebody who was an ex-football player. Sharon Stone, Bob well, Goldwaite. The worst part is that he just fucked my head up by saying Gleaming the Cube cost $10 million to make. In 1989? Yeah. So. But Gleaming the Cube also had a lot of fucking... No, this is... Yeah, that's crazy. This is... <laughs> that's what I'm like. saying. And it's the fourth in the series. Okay. All proceeds from the movie game go to charity of our choice. All right, I'm ready. Oh, my God. I have no fucking idea. Okay, fine. For the, I'm basing this just on... On gleaming the cube, yeah, yeah, okay. uh, that's what I'm doing too. So go. I had eight point eight million and thirty six million. Well, so back up. You were basing it on gleaming the cube. Yeah. Yes. So if we're going by, you just screwed me. I feel like you double crossed me here. Why? Because gleaming the, gleaming the cube. Yeah, because gleaming the cube was two years later. Yeah, but this has a way bigger, uh, like budget for things that have to happen in the movie. But they might have all locked them down con contractually. Because Police Academy was a series. No, I don't mean like that. I mean like there were car crashes and this and that. that are all we going to play the money. game or are you going to get mad it's at me? Well, I'm angry now. Because of what Matt said, I said $40 million and it made $129 million. Whoa. Welcome to lunch, boys. Budget $17 million. Box office $76.8 million. Well, you were closer to the box office. Either way, I don't. Yeah, Simon, you know what? Simon feels just really hard done by si total silence going into the movie game. But eighties movies are very difficult. Yeah, that was hard. That was eighties movies sure. are the toughest, without a doubt, Kamar. Without a doubt, most of the budget goes to cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. So I, as they were going through this uh, podcast, and they got to a point where. Um, Tony was trying to explain the difference to Joe between a ramp and a park. Yeah. And I thought, you know, Jamie, this is when you have to be really proactive. Like, yeah. just bring that up for him so that he understands so that we're not, like, moving backwards in a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Jamie was in awe of Tony and didn't want to step on his toes. Maybe. I just feel like sometimes Jamie has to act as the um, go-between for, like, culture uh, for Joe. Now that you mention it, yeah, this feels like it should have fallen at least somewhat in Jamie's wheelhouse. I mean, he plays a lot of basketball, so maybe skate. Maybe he just wasn't around uh, skater sure kids at all. Tony Hawk skateboard. Like that, that's the last video game that I got stuck in and could play for hours on end. Well, Tony that's why, Hawk? You know, that's why he's on, right? 
Yeah, because there's a new Tony Hawk coming out. But well, no, that's not new. They 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 remastered Tony Hawk one and two. But we want Skate. Well, that's coming out. Yeah, we don't want Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was. I mean, never... I'm gonna I'm gonna buy Tony Hawk okay. for the nostalgia, and it's okay. redone and shit, whatever. But you're okay. right. The new Skate game. The, looks the gameplay on Skate was way better than the gameplay on Tony 100 Hawk. Times hundred better. Times, it felt yeah. like you were doing shit. Yeah, this is what I mean. So, anyways, anyways. Um, an interesting point that they did talk about was when Tony was saying that, and I know you've seen the movie, so you get this, but when he started ollieing off the coping of a pool and they yeah. called it cheating. Yeah. It's just like, it's so meant, it's like the Egyptologist trying to hold back. Uh, you Absolutely. know what I mean? It's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, some people want to win, man. Yeah, I guess. Um, do you think Tony is a sellout because of the video game and shit like that? Like you personally, not what the world thinks. Kamar? I don't, I don't think that word is relevant anymore. Like he said, if, if I, if McDonald's had offered me something when I was 14, I would have taken it. Even if it was back in the time of integrity, like it's, there's, it's a myth this integrity thing well it might not be relevant today but it certainly was relevant back then back in the day bands didn't put their fucking music in car commercials that was sacrilege and then this guy makes um 50 million dollars off of a video game yeah but you know what we kind of we kind of saw the end of it with nike because like i don't know if you remember but when nike came out and was like we're getting into the skateboarding realm we're gonna have skateboard shoes the skateboard industry was up in arms like the skateboard industry was like we will not stand for this nike has no chance in this area it's never going to amount to anything fuck these guys and you know all the power to nike they said we have a budget to do this for as long as it takes and they stuck with it and the sbs you know ended up being the biggest fucking shoe of the decade well don't you feel like they just crushed skate shoes like where's airwalk where's etnies Where's uh, America? Where's um, like where's anything? Well, Kamar, you're right. I mean, there are no. I mean, listen. If you Kamar, I actually listened to a podcast that explained the downfall of Airwalk. Oh, and they talk about it in uh, Pay Less Shoes. No, no, they talk about it in uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book as well. The Tipping Point. They have a whole chapter on Airwalk. But um, Kamar, you're right in a way. Like when you go to a skate shop now, there are still etnies in America, but it's pretty much you know. Nike. Vans is the only thing that survives. Yeah. Well, no, but you see now that everything comes back. DC is making a resurrection. Like it just, you know what I mean? Everything takes. And I really think that that's where Airwalk, like if they had just let the normal cycle take its course, they would have been cool again, but they refused to die. They ended up in discount places where it's impossible to get any sort of cred, you know? And then you end up with every fucking yuppie and their mother wearing the fucking airwalks. Like I saw my dad wearing a pair the other day. I'm not, I am not shitting you. He loves them. I think there's also less stigma now though. Like, you know, I, I saw, I saw when I was in Florida a couple months ago, I saw two different old men wearing Janowskis and it didn't bother me one bit. Whereas like 15, 20 years ago that I would have been like, I can't ever wear those shoes again. Absolutely. But now you're just like, well, also now we're old. You're old. You're an old man wearing Janowski's <laughs> yeah. asshole. But, but you know what I mean, too? It's also like Joe talks about like a 50-year-old. Like, I remember being like five or six and a 50-year-old was a fucking ancient human being. Yeah, no, of course. We say this all the time, Matt. There was no way my dad was smoking weed back in the day. 
but I'm sitting here smoking weed. You know what I mean? Like my son has a better, not a better, but a more relatable father than I yeah. had. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I bet Tony Hawk's a decent dad, even though he's been married a few times. Tony Hawk has been married more than once? Oh, dude. I think oh, he's I been did. married three or four I didn't times. Know that. Yeah. What he said was very true, though, about skateboarding is a really interesting sport where, air quotes, where you can carve out a really powerful niche without ever having to be a skateboarder. And the perfect example of that is Stesic, right? Like there's a guy who is so impactful to the world of skateboarding all through photographs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, just, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of famous skate photographers. Well, there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, that was an important part of that sport. But even then, there's a lot of famous photographers that started off in skateboarding or film Spike Jones, Spike perfect Jones, example. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Academy Award winner Spike Jones started off directing skate videos and but then again, moved into music something videos. Something they could have talked about on this episode. Just I don't filming for Thrasher. Yeah, exactly. He was just fucking just out there being like just wanted to have his camera in front of him. And I mean Tony obviously had to be somewhere at two hours. Yeah. I'm just so confused by that. You know, first of all, we're in the middle of a lockdown. You know what I mean? There can't be that many things going on. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, I just, I don't get, I don't get it for, if Joe had to cut it short, I don't get it. And if Tony had to cut it short, I don't get it. I think maybe Joe knows this is so far outside of his wheelhouse that two hours might be. Maybe it's just not comfortable for him. Because, I mean, you're right. He has other people. He's been married four times. Yeah, I said, yeah. Crazy. Well, his skateboard son, the uh, Riley. Is That's it from Ry his first wife, yeah, Aaron Hawk. But it's, it's Riley, is that Riley, correct? Yeah, yeah, Riley Hawk. He's a pro. Yep. Any hooser. All right, are we done with yeah, Tony then? Let's be done with it. I'm like sweating here. Simon's dying. It's very hot in here. Very hot. Holy shit. We need like a fucking string of fans. <coughs> Sorry for the coughing. That's healthy coughing, folks. That's all weed and vape. Rate it, Simon. Um, even though I shit all over this episode, I'm going to give it a 3.75 because just having Tony on the show is leaps and bounds better than fucking Patton Oswald. Kamar? I think uh, expectations will always cause a bit of a dis disappointment. And uh, I actually give it a four. I just love Tony Hawk. I was excited to hear him talk. Wish it went other places, and it would have been a five had they just told a couple cool stories. This could have gotten there, Kamar. I give it a four and a half. It, I, I totally with you. It would have been a five had Joe had more knowledge and asked the right questions. But I still, you know what? This is like this is the a great guest for someone like me. Had they talked about aliens, anything? They talked about fighting for a second, but uh, just anything. I just want to hear his opinion about something else besides skateboarding. You know, my other thing was too is this was so low on COVID talk. That it was a really, it felt like a normal episode of Joe Rogan, if that makes sense. Yep. Like it felt like the, just a normal, like a year ago in July, eight Tony Hawks on, he's only got two hours. That's what it felt like. A Almost. Normal, Almost. Almost, sure. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills and uh, we'll be back. Guys, this episode is brought to you by StompingGround.ca. Stomping Ground is a local menswear boutique located in Ottawa. They're at the corner of First and Bank. They have one of the most beautiful shops I have ever been in. You could perform surgery on this place. It is crisp. It is clean. 
Uh, unfortunately, they are currently closed due to COVID. So we wanted to send them some love. If you go to stompingground.ca right now, you can still shop at their online store. Uh, and if you sign up for their mailing list right now, you will get 10% off your first order. Uh, they have a ton of great uh, brands in there. They have APC, uh, Carhartt Whip, uh, Dusex Machina, um, Nike, all sorts of stuff. Nudie Jeans, Patagonia, Raised by Wolves. Like I said, go check out their website, stompingground.ca. Um, those guys are the best. Tell them we sent you. Sign up for the man list. Get that 10% off. Go help them out. All right. 1478 Joel Salatin, or as Kamar pronounces it. Salatan. Salatan. Uh, you want to start with an opinion on this guy? Just for shits uh, and giggles? He's a rambling man. Yep. And not yep. that he is at a different time every night. He just rambles on and on. Don't think he's a bad person. I think this guy was kind of a good example of... Uh, he was a small microcosm of some of the issues we're having in the world right now in that... He loved to use stats that supported him, but any stat that went against him, he was just kind of like, well, I don't believe that, which I found interesting. Yeah. Like, Easy way to be. Example? Well, he was talking about, um, oh, Joe, for example. Joe was like, he was like, there's no flu vaccine. And Joe was like, oh, well, I had Dr. Peter Hotez on here. And he said that although the flu vaccine, although the flu varies if you get the flu vaccine there's enough stuff in there to fight off most parts of it and he flat out just said yeah well i don't believe that yeah. <laughs> and i was kind of well, like he's also dealing with his shit by drinking fucking cow water listen, so i understand but i'm just saying like it's i find it very odd when someone will will nitpick certain stats that they like but then a doctor says something to them like well this will work against that and they're like well i just don't believe that you know, they use their own anecdotal evidence. Like, again, I don't think if everyone was drinking cow water, it would go so well. Do you, do you honestly think there are certain people out there that could just drink from that same trough and be good? I have no idea, Maddie. Like, I said the other day that I thought that doing drugs somehow helped your immune system from being wussy. So what do I know? You know what I mean? I'm a fucking moron. Hey, did you have any idea? Like, obviously, there are milk cows and meat cows but i didn't know that they were referred to as meat cows but you did know they were referred to as milk cows correct and then the plural of beef is beeves oh that fucked me right up that fucked beeves. Me right up beeves that's great for scrabble though i guess yeah with a v but i'm still yeah, with a v you yeah. know how he doesn't believe in the stats i'm going with beefs i'm not doing this beeves shit well no because i've also well, go ahead Kamar. It's still multiple beefs if you're in rap. Oh, good point. That's a different kind of beef. No, that'd be great if grammatically even a rap beef was beeves. beeves. I I'm got beeves with all I'm these motherfuckers. <laughs> yo, right, I got beeves coming yo, out of eaves. You know how many beeves I'm in right now? <laughs> that'd be sick, yo. I'm trying to think of all the uh, great rhymes you could do. You know, weak in the knees for all your beeves. Yeah. The change starts with us. The change starts no, with us. I'm not doing it, man. Like we, I said, it's beefs. I got a lot of beefs with a lot of people, and no, I'm sticking with it. I'm airing out my beefs. <laughs> it sounds dirty. It sounds like you're fucking showing your vagina. It's weird. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, he drinks the cow water. I mean, right then, that like if you thought you were dealing with a rational individual, you could pretty much you know throw that out the window. 
I mean, I, I disagree with you there. I didn't. I didn't immediately then was like he's irrational. He grew no, up. He no, grew I'm up sorry. on a farm. Let, let me. The, the, I was being dramatic. Okay. What I mean is, this started out normal talk about farming, and you're taking this guy, you know, pretty verbatim. Yep. But when he slips in that part, you have to question a little bit the next words that come out of his mouth and the first words that came out of his mouth. I'm not saying that he's not right. I'm saying that's just weird regardless. That's like me telling you, you know what, Matt? I just go out every day to a puddle and I drink a little bit of it because it makes me stronger. Not yeah. only that, Matt, come on over with all your buddies and I'll let you drink out of my puddle. For 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it for free. I'm not an asshole. Okay, it's good. a time That's of need. Nice. Everybody needs puddle water. That's nice of you. Anyway, sorry, man. Why, Kamar? What, what did you think about this guy, Kamar? Other than that he I, rambled. And uh, he, well, he just rambled, but I, I, I think it makes sense that these huge farms are too big. And I think if I had to watch how where my food is coming from, it'd probably make me vegetarian. And it always freaks me out that uh, Sam McDonald's hamburger has 500 cows in it. I don't like that idea. Yeah, that's super weird, right? That it comes from so many different cows. Oh my God, hold on. You guys just blew my mind. Because I right away was going to call this guy on bullshit. When he was like, there's 600 different animals in there, I thought he meant different species. <laughs> Dude, I was like, this guy has never been more full of shit. No. I was even going to say, I was going to call both of you out. I was going to say, do you think the three of us could even name a hundred different animals right now? But when you say it's, he just means a hundred different no, pigs. Yeah, yeah. He means a hundred different yeah. pigs. Matt, there's only in each hamburger, there's only like six different species of mammal. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Cow, koala. Got it. Some rat. Raccoon. My point was Raccoon. just when this guy said there's 600 yeah, different hilarious. animals, I in my head was like, what does he think there's parakeets in there? Like I just, I was so lost. And then to hear both Dude, of you say. Imagine that's how it was though. No, <laughs> just take, imagine you go and you're getting a McDonald's burger and you just, it's just a crapshoot of what may or may not be in there. It tastes really fucking good. Could be rat meat. It could be whatever. Yep. Spin the wheel. Could be emu. You could be getting something really good. Could be filet mignon. It's probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> probably not. It's a good chance it's not. Um, okay. Let's see it's just, it's not like I thought this guy's full of shit, and I think he's right. I think our farms are too big. I agree. I mean, that's... Especially when you look at the outbreaks that are happening there. Listen, the overlying points this guy made were all valid. Yeah, I agree no, with him sure. totally. This the, the way we're doing farming and the way we're sustaining life doesn't seem... It doesn't seem to be working. It doesn't seem practical. Um, I liked how he said, we respect the pigness of the pigs and the chickenness of the chickens. And, you know, that's the way it should be. And if you knew your meat was being done like that, you would like it better for sure. I didn't know that if I just got three chickens, I could just throw all the food in the backyard. What do you mean? Well, that's what he was saying. Remember, he was talking about how in uh, Belgium, they said anyone that wants three chickens can get three chickens. And like 20,000 different households were like, we're like, we'll take three chickens and they said that it was like 100,000 tons of waste that didn't go to the landfill. Because apparently you can just, you just, all your food scraps, you just throw it to the chickens. And oh, they right, because they eat anything. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's fine. Sorry, I, I thought you were talking about like garbage and you were feeding garbage to the chickens. Just plastic. It I'm just the, throwing everything. Like imagine, <laughs> imagine there was some animal that just could just eat plastic. Pigs, probably. 
Well, it can't be good for them, though. No. Rats. Rats will eat fucking rats anything. Will eat anything. So That's imagine true. you just had a pen of rats and you were just throwing well, all I your garbage out imagine there. Imagine anything more disgusting than a pen of rats. You have a pen of New York Street rats. Like you know how they in Silence of the Lambs, the one of the third one or whatever, the they feed the people to the pigs. That's like the big thing. Well, it's the guy from the farm there, yeah. and the best way to dispose of bodies. That's because nobody has rat farms. Not yet. Rats fucking they eat the the human, and then they eat each other. Yeah. Like that's how fucking cannibalistic yeah. they are. Yeah. Anywho, what's your favorite fast food joint, Kamar? A&W. Now, in let's Canada talk. No, I was just going to say, let's say North America. Well, that's, yeah, that's a trick question. Let's say North America then. Favorite fast food joint. And you, you can't name one you haven't tried. Ob- I, that sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised. I guess now uh, it's five guys. Simon? Shake Shack. See, I haven't had Shake Shack. So well, I'm, I'm, I haven't had in and out so I yeah, can't yeah. compare them. But I'm with Kamar. I'd have to say, uh, I'd have to go Five Guys. I, I can truly tell you, though, yeah, having tried both Five Guys and uh, Shake Shack, that Shake Shack has the better burger. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the fries I'm not completely sold on because uh, Five Guys has those great kind of like poutine fries and then Shake Shack has like Gourmet crinkle fries, so those are also really good. Gotcha. But gotcha. I don't know. Uh, Kamar, you're right, though. As far as Canadian goes, A&W all the way. There's nothing even close. Harvey's There's is- one right by where I work, and I'm always like, I got to go in there. I can't go in there. I, I got to go in there. I, I like Wendy's better than five or than A&W. <laughs> Fuck out of here. That's it's just crazy. personal. No Square Burger is personal. Crazy. Um, wasn't it? And Harvey's isn't horrible. Oh, f- Harvey's is the worst. To me, Harvey's is the biggest, um, like they're the biggest fucks of them all because they're trying to be something they're not. Everybody else is okay saying exactly what they are, but Harvey's is like trying to pretend that they're this real burger and they're as fucking frozen and artificial as the rest of them. I think they, like when McDonald's throws out sausage McMuffins, that's where Harvey's gets their burger beat from. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so you're agreeing with yeah, me. Totally. It's terrible. It's trash. Yeah, thank you. But pe- people in Canada are like, oh, no, Harvey's. It's like a real burger on no, the barbecue. No. I'm like, well, then I don't know what barbecue you're using. Yeah, you can go fuck yourself. Um, wasn't it crazy that they were saying that Iowa is like the most fertile part of the United States? And they, they import 90%, 90% of their food. Yeah. And Hawaii, another place incredibly fertile, well, hold on. imports 70% of their food. So this is, I wanted to discuss this because Kamar's been there. You've never been there. Kamar has been to Hawaii. To Iowa? No, to Hawaii. Kamar, you've been there, right? I've never been to Iowa. I've been to Hawaii. Okay, so I actually, when, when they said that, I understood why Hawaii ships all their, their stuff in. Hawaii's mostly mountains. <clears throat> it's mostly and hard jungle. rock, volcanic. Like, I, you can't... Okay, fine. Let's then take Hawaii off the table and just talk about Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. Because there's Iowa's a, a good starting that- point. There's no reason why they should be exporting all their shit and then importing food back in. Like, we wonder why our, the, I know that's not our economy, but our place works the same way, is so fucking broken, you know? Why? I mean... Like, it's just transport for the fucking sake of transport. It doesn't make any sense. What was the movie, Grapes of Wrath? Where they talked about how California, um, apparently California supplies 90% of the food to... Um, the rest of America? Yeah. That's a problem. 
Well, that sounds like a big problem. Yeah, you'd wonder why it's all fucking dry. Um, but I, um, I gotta tell you, I um, the other day I went to a butcher mm-hmm. in my neighborhood because I didn't want to have to deal with the big, lot, the big, the big places. Shopping this center, was simple. Yeah. They, I liked their policies. They let two people in at a time. It was easy, no problem. Um, most people don't wear masks, but that's another story. I don't understand why they're not just insisting on it at the door, but whatever. I get it. People got to make money. Um, but I bought burgers and steaks there and they were substantially more expensive and way better. So much better that you only had to eat half of the amount to be just as satisfied, you know, like the steak was so good. It was the best steak I've ever made. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show. It's, uh, but it's all, like Joe said. All I'm saying is you pay a little more, but you're going to get better shit. That's across the board in everything that's now becoming. Well, it's like the Joe said, when you go to Costco, sometimes you're like, this steak seems criminally cheap. Like something lost its life for this. This is totally, <laughs> totally like they slap Kirkland on the steak. And all of a sudden that cow isn't worth as much as like, come on, that's not right. Yeah. And I mean, that- I think go ahead. Come on. I just, I think the only issue is with this guy's farming practices. Uh, I mean, he seemed to ramble about it, but how much more expensive would food get to go to these practices or does it work out? Well, but then he brought up the interesting point of, and I can't remember what the term is called. I wish I had. This is why I'm a failure. Um, But it was some economic term. You know, you talk about the, how much does it cost down the line? Like, sure, maybe your food costs, 10% 10% more now, but maybe you spend 80% less on medical care because you're eating, you know, better meat. But I think the thing is, uh, it's more than health. It's the, the ethics, isn't it? Well, sure. The ethics too, but I'm just saying, I mean, the, the, ex- the ethics of the treatment of animals and the spread of diseases and whatnot. What I'm saying, Kamar, is let's say you didn't care about the ethics of, of the treatment of the animals and you just cared about the economics. You could say that downstream, if everyone ate better, if the meat was better, if it was higher quality, even if it cost you 10% more, it would save you 80% down the road in health benefits and in, especially in a country where you pay for your health. Um, here, it doesn't matter as much because we have health care. So you could argue that it still matters. It's I mean, it matters because it's tax on the. Well, it's still it's tax money that could go elsewhere, right? Like, if or you, to make your medicine better into fighting a losing. Sure, battle. more R and D. But I'm just saying, if you're if in general you're spending less a year on Medicare for your populace, then you can spend it on infrastructure, on better roads, course, whatever yeah, this, that, and the course. next. So all I'm saying is, even if your food does go up in price, and that's what he was his big argument was down the road, downstream, you save exponentially more money because of the health benefits that you yeah, get from the, it. The problem is that you as a human being will probably never get to experience the benefits he's talking about. Yeah. So it's hard for you to get motivated to... No, and it's also hard to tell poor people, hey, guess well, what? That, Food's that about too. to cost you 10% more. Like, But you know what I did think today is um, places like McDonald's, let's say, yeah, where to me, the huge problem was always, I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. And that really worried me regardless of COVID. You know what I mean? Like I would often catch a glimpse of somebody in the kitchen if I was like inside and I could see them and none of them were wearing gloves. And I was like, wait a second, what? 
And then I asked somebody and they're like, well, it's a fully sterile environment back there. So we don't need gloves because But then I was thinking to myself, yeah, okay, sure. Whatever. It's McDonald's. I don't give a fuck. I don't eat here that much, but at least now, you know, regardless of what you can see, everybody's masked up and wearing gloves back there. You know, it's nice. I, I think that's good. Peace of mind. Especially in fast food places where you know they're cutting all sorts of corners. I it's mean, making people more accountable. Listen, gloves at the end of the day, like if I'm wearing gloves and I sneeze on the glove, it, the glove hasn't done it's, anything. It's I just know, a but conduit. it's supposed to be one use. And I get it. you make yeah. one hamburger and then you take the gloves off, you throw them in the garbage, you put a new pair on and you make a new hamburger. I mean, that's terrible for the environment. Okay, then, one sea turtle, then make, two sea turtles, then, hey, <laughs> three sea turtles. out of rice <laughs> like, or something. Come on. Sure. Well, well don't come on us. me. I'm Come on you. Well, no, come on you. Like no, you're come looking on you. for reasons why this can't work and it can work. Being cleanly and not giving, you know, giving a fuck about like not picking your nose and wiping it on the burger you're making should just be human fucking decency. It shouldn't take a fucking pandemic to make this happen, you know? I agree, but you... Listen, you make the same agreement when you go to any restaurant. Really yeah, no. Uh, right? Like, you don't know. Absolutely. And I. And at least McDonald's gives you the benefit of fine. being like, hey, open kitchen. You're right. Let me take this whole thing back. Stepping back. Bam, 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 bam. Rewind. Everybody in every, every place where they're touching your food is now going to have to be more accountable. I think that's a good thing. From McDonald's to the steakhouse to um, the Royal Palace, you know? Sure. Kamar? Yeah, cleanliness is next to godliness. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know. I mean, this guy, like I said, this guy was obviously very into his cause. He seemed a little bit like he didn't really have the numbers when Joe was asking him, like, well, is can you scale this up? He was just kind of like, yeah, I think I can. And Joe was like, well, but how? And he was like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, he gave a few kind of vague responses but i i would i would like to see this guy try and community gardens like you mentioned i think that's a fucking great idea that's neat i see that happening all over the place now like i've read all sorts of articles about it um but to your point matt like this guy was saying you know when we cut down the trees in the forest to do whatever we do we do that to thin the forest out it helps with forest fires like there's all sorts of things we don't understand about self-sufficient farming and how that works you know sure I mean, even when he was talking about the soil, like how much water the soil could absorb. Yeah. You know what was crazy? Well, they also brought up the 20 Sorry. years of topsoil. 60, sick, what is it? 60, 60 harvest. uh, harvests. God yeah. damn it, man. That's fucking so annoying, that 60 harvest. Which is concerning if it's true. Well, I mean, don't, you know what? we've you talked about the, to worry about it. Well, don't forget, we've talked about the Dust Bowl before. So something like that's already kind of happened. Where they churn the soil too much or whatever the fucking word is i'm sure some farmer's gonna write in like you're a fucking moron dummy why'd you give the farmer such a weird accent why is it a weird accent? racist well you gave him like how's a, it a racist backcountry accent so that's racist are they uh, a race no something the like farmer that. the race of farmers it seems negative in some uh some regard matthew all right sorry the farmer writes in and is like um hello no I just your normal voice would it oh, no well, my voice fucking sucks no one with no one who farms has my voice <laughs> you know what was really um crazy was when he was talking about the corn because to me, corn has always been like the weird sticking point of the agricultural world because it's become a commodity and not, uh, it's not even a vegetable anymore. You know what I mean? It's a tradable, it's mm -hmm. oil. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
And then he was talking about like um, the ethanol fuel and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like corn is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. It's also how we get all of our sugar. Yeah, which is not what we want, right? No, I'm just saying high yeah. fructose corn syrup. Wait, I know, but when you look into like everything, take anything in your house, you know what I mean? Any product and you look on the back and corn is in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're like, why the fuck is corn in there? I don't know, some binding agent to bind the plastic to the fucking thing so it goes down your gullet easier. Like, who knows, you know? But corn is another one of those things, like, it's be like I said, because it's become a commodity, it's now in the hands of the people who only care about making money. And it's ruining the fucking, it takes up tons of room to grow. He yeah. gave you all the reasons, you know? Dude, you're so looking at me again, like I'm a corn grower. You take that out of the situation and, no, I'm looking at you because you're the other person in the room. Um, I'll look, look at, at Kamar, Kamar instead. Yeah. Like if we, could, if we could, I'm not yelling at you. If we could get corn out of the system, like the way it is now, it's probably like the pharmaceutical. You, you know, I know you can't, but it's that cog in the wheel that could really make a difference. I think it's possible. It's pretty unhealthy, all the sugar. Yeah, but that means that somebody's making a ton of money off it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's why they fucking lied about the food pyramid so many years ago to tell you that sugar was an important part of your whatever. Like, that, that was just like the cigarette doctors telling you that it was good to smoke. This was also people could make massive amounts of money to boost these things up to become commodities so then they could forever you know, hold the power and the wealth over you. One of the craziest things to me, and it just dawned on me as you were saying that, is um, that they put down all these animals. What do you mean? Like, well, like, like this, the last month, they've just put down a ton of fucking pigs and cows because I guess it's too much to house them or whatever. And like, it's crazy to me that life is that cheap where we're like, well, we can't afford to house these things. Like, even though if you just kept them alive for a month or two more, you could then slaughter them. And like the yeah, way I just thought he could have gone into that more to explain that. Yeah. I mean, just we that... were trying to figure that out last week. Yeah, we were. Yeah. I mean, the waste there seems absolutely astonishing. That with hungry people. Yeah. I mean, also too, when you find out that there's laws that supermarkets can't give away, their food when it's expired they have to like um they have to throw it out like they can't give it to food i don't know there's there's fucking weird laws everywhere where like supermarkets. we know they can sell it to tigers <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that we do know that we do know good one kamar um it was funny when he was talking about beavers the size of volkswagens that's scary. The, uh, you know, because he was talking about super fauna back in yeah, the day. Yeah. Just that idea is very amusing to me for some reason. I mean, it giant, actually ran into one. Giant beavers. Well, it makes sense because I don't know if you know this, but beavers are fucking super aggressive. Yes. Well, wildly aggressive. Don't you aggressive. remember when we were up at your place and me and Jero walked out yeah. of the lake? We were tripping out there and uh, all of a sudden this beaver just fucking smacks its tail right beside me. Like they're super territorial and they. Yeah, they don't fuck around. They're fucks. But I, I, I 100% think I could take a beaver. Besides a Volkswagen? If, no, just a normal <laughs> beaver. If I had a stick, it's not even a fight. But without a stick, I 
could definitely take the beaver. I would punt the shit out of that beaver. Well, the same way, the same it. way I'm going to win this um, field goal contest is the same way I'd take out the beaver. So let me ask you this: What if there's multiple beeves? What if you have beeves with beeves? <laughs> <laughs> All the better, Matt, because. One thing you don't know about me is I have an amazing roundhouse kick. Okay. I'd take three of those fucking beeves out nice. at the same time. I'd that be punting beeves all over the place. Uh, and yeah, for listeners, we are, uh, I believe next week, we're going to try to at least get together and kick this fucking field goal. No, you knew that about me, Kamar. What, then you have a crazy about roundhouse? the prowess of my roundhouse kick. I don't know if I knew that. But is this I'm a not, Brian Callen thing? Is this a Brian Callen thing? For sure it is. <laughs> I'm it? not sure of what you're referring to. I'm just, I'm known for my roundhouse kick. Okay. Okay. Not like Joe Rogan like in known, these parts? but like if you were to go up and ask, I don't know, six people in Ottawa, you'd probably get one and a half that know about my roundhouse. Cool. Yeah. Kamar saying nothing, of course. <laughs> He's agreeing. He's Kamar, nodding. your you best don't friend. See it. Okay. You don't see He's it. nodding. Yeah. I'm nodding. I'm nodding viciously in agreement. Okay. Yeah. Thank great. you, Kamar. I appreciate that. Um, Oh, you know what was very interesting was this idea of people making a company, going around to other people and saying, can we use your backyard to grow vegetables? Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if they said this, it, they might've only rented the space, but you could say, you know, we'll give you a certain percent of the vegetables and then we'll take whatever's left, whatever. Most people I've heard of do. do a 50, 50. That would be great. Sure. And then I started thinking weed. Because we can now grow four plants. Well, that goes back to my grow up co-op. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a tremendous idea. It's a tremendous idea. But grow up co-op like that. This is a little different. You know what I mean? This is like um, making your grow up co-op into like a franchise business. Well, but you could bring the grow up co-op to every city. Yeah, what I'm saying though is, is it's like even idea? more than a grow up co-op. Yeah, grow up co-ops our idea, Kamar. It's like a. Um, a marijuana monopoly. <laughs> monopoly marijuana. Uh, okay, let's see what else we got. I think we're almost done here. Well, this guy was a short episode, wasn't he? Well, he was longer than everybody else. I think he was three hours. No, no. Pacman was the longest. Pacman was the longest. Yeah, this guy was only like, uh, I think this guy clocked in less than two hours, unless I'm crazy. Just under two hours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Was Pacman dropped on Saturday? Yes, it was, rudely. Sneaky prick. Sneaky motherfucker. Pac-Man wasn't dropped on Saturday, was yes, it? Yes, it was, yeah. yeah. 100%. I don't think so. I disagree. Yeah, Joe and Sal... Joe Saltan was two hours, nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's with ads, For though. those of you at home, keep a score. That's with ads, Kamar, right? That's like the, the Apple clock? Yeah, so maybe just under two hours, yeah. for sure. Yeah, a lot of ads. Um, how do you guys feel about eating bugs? Uh, I was in Thailand and I didn't do it. You they didn't, have, they you have didn't that shit it. everywhere. You have a problem with it. Listen, if I had to survive, I'll do it. That's all what I'm asking. You're just asking just like right definitely. here, if you had a plate if of I bugs, plate would I just fucking bugs, chow, down? chow down? No. Them. Exactly. Kamar? I would. Have you ever eaten a bug, Matt? Yes. What kind of bug have you eaten? I don't know. I'm sure I've eaten a bug. Well, no, first of all, like we, I was just going to say we all eat yeah, 100 what? spiders a year. Kamar's eating two a night. I don't <laughs> I don't eat that many spiders. All right. But um, would you eat like chocolate covered grasshoppers or something? I mean, again, like yes. I don't I don't want to yeah. go out of my way to do that. 
Kamaru, that was a definitive yes. You're just like, yes? Well, I would definitely, I would right now, for sure. Especially candy ones, like chocolate-covered anything. Would be, I mean, it's silly. All you would taste was the chocolate. It would just taste like, like I've eaten them before. They just taste like um, Rice Krispie squares with chocolate on them because you get a crunch and mm -hmm, you get, mm -hmm. you know. And if it helps boost your immune system. But I'm very interested in trying like um, real bugs. Like I know there are certain restaurants popping up, not in Ottawa, but I before COVID, uh, COVID, before COVID. Sorry, we're getting late in this one. Um, I had heard about places popping up in Toronto that had full menus of bugs, which seemed really cool. Hmm. Interesting. That's it. All right, you guys want to rate him? Rate it, not him. Come on, okay. we'll start with you, buddy. Please. I thought it was interesting and insightful like you said he just he used some stats dismisses others thought he was a little bit rambly i give this a three all right kamara gives it a three simon i give it a 2.3 simon gives it a 2.3 thought it making was things difficult boring. uh and i give it a two Mm, yeah, two two is good. Two is good for me. He was a he was a nice guy. I didn't hate his whole drinking out of the th the thing. I mean, it's his deal if he wants to do it. You know what I mean? I don't care. Let him do what he wants. You want to drink cow water? Go fucking go ham, buddy. All right, last one of the week. Uh, Fourteen seventy nine. Two. Yeah, two. <laughs> My bad. Four is that right? Because we started with Kamar said we started with seventy four, didn't we? No, fourteen seventy six. What? Can't be fourteen seven seventy eight. This is seventy nine, not seventy two. We jumped way backwards. You were right, man. Seventy six, fourteen seventy nine. I was right. Fourteen seventy nine. Look at me go. Yeah, way to go, David Pakman. Who will be out of work if Trump loses this election? Why? Because all he does is shit on Trump. I I think yeah. I mean, unless they, I, I, I it'll be interesting to see how these left wing pundits pivot if Trump gets out of office. But uh, their job is just to be his opposition. I see it as. I totally disagree with what Kamar just said. I don't think that he loses his job when Trump, if Trump loses the election, that's crazy. That there'll still be things to talk about. You think they'll be critical of, of their own people they choose? They'll be critical of either Biden, who makes it in because he's a fucking raving lunatic, or they'll be critical of the next guy who comes in on the uh, the other side to replace him. You know what I mean? I just thought this guy was presumptuous when he was like, well, obviously, so who are you voting for, Biden or Bernie? Who would you vote? Like, as if there was a, was a no-brainer. And I mean, obviously, Joe's not going to say Trump. He ended up saying, I'm going to vote independent. But this guy just had kept going like, well, obviously this. Well, obviously that. And my biggest point of contention is his denial that uh, social media isn't slanted the left. Like, it's just blatant. But he doesn't see it that way. Did he just come out and say that, or that was just a feeling you were getting? Well, no, they had a big discussion about social media, and he said he didn't believe that. And he said, well, what? why don't you guys want regulation on guns and stuff? but you want regulation on social media, who's going to do that? I mean, at the end of the day, if you need someone to talk to you to get you uh, anti-Trump and pro-Democrat, uh, this would be the guy. 
because he's level-headed and calm. But his only point of contention with Trump is you got to get him out of there because they'll take away abortion. That's all he kept harping about, I found. Well, I mean, I can't disagree with him there. I That was the biggest takeaway from me from this episode was like, almost at this point, why have a Supreme Court if this is how it works? Especially the terms. It's like ancient laws that maybe don't pertain anymore, you know? Maybe archaic. Sorry, that's what I meant. What did I say? Ancient, same difference. Yeah, whatever. It just seems crazy, like, because, yeah, if Trump does get elected again, he's fully going to put in a young Republican judge who's going to sit there for 40 years. And then it seems like, why even make judge, why even, why even judge on cases and make rulings if down the line they can just change the judges and be like, no, nah, overturned. Mm-hmm. I did. I like that Joe asked why they are in for so long, though, because I didn't really know that either. And that makes sense is that. So they can't be corrupted. Well, I knew that that, but they never have to worry about losing their jobs. So that way they're not. Mm-hmm. They're free corrupted. to always give their own. Yeah, I guess. Corrupted. Yeah. But it but just like lets them just, be have no bias, right? Did you think he put a, I mean, besides the fact well, that he's an asshole or whatever, do you think he put a real convincing <laughs> case on why people have to vote for Biden? Definitely not. Yeah. I mean, that's my point. I, it, when he told, when he said out loud that right after uh, Elon smoked the weed on Rogan that he sold half his Tesla stock, I was just like, beat it, pal. Well, that's your own little thing. No, I mean, to have such an overreaction where three days later it ended up going high, right? Well, but in his defense, the stock dipped like it hadn't before. Yeah. So, you know, you might think, oh my God, landslide. Yeah, maybe. Sure. And yeah, it what didn't do sound. I, what do I know? My, with the vibe I got from him that he wasn't that big a trader, that Tesla might have been one of his only investments. You know what I mean? So if you have all your nest egg in like one and you see it dipping, you might be like, oh, fuck. And he said he had made all his money back, so it's not the, it's not the worst thing. Like, I don't know. I didn't really judge him like Whatever, you did. I don't care. You were like, "Fuck this clown." I was, but I don't really care. Um, and Kamar was already. Kamar, like, Fuck let this me clown. ask you a question. Do you care about? Do you have a problem with talking about AA? Uh, no. Okay, so Joe's has been talking a lot about how it's crazy that the liquor stores have remained open, but AA has been uh, canceled for people. Yeah. And I was just wondering, are they not doing your AA meetings if people want via Zoom and things like that? Yeah, but I can attest, like this, like I'm sort of, uh, you know, want to be supportive of you and stuff, but not, like I'm getting over this sort of thing. And I think the same thing would be true for Zoom. There's an article this week that came about Zoom depression, that even though this is connection, it actually after a while is like worse. Because while you're talking, communicating, you're thinking, this is so fucked up that I'm doing this. So I don't know. If, I mean, I, I know they're, they are doing them, but it's not the same. I, I, I get it. Nothing is the same. The same way somebody who has to go to a psychiatrist every week is now having to do it, you know, via Zoom. I get it. Nothing is the same. But Joe is making it seem like it is insane that the liquor store stayed open. Like, I, I'm, I keep coming back to that. People will get sick. They'll get sick. Yeah, and the people who in AA will start drinking again, which is getting sick again. Fine. Who who are we fighting for? Who are we fighting for? I mean, Simon, on this one, I kind of disagree with you. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, I'm only. I think both are just as valid. All I'm saying is, you can't say that one is a service while the other isn't. Like, 
you're essentially saying at that point that we really do only care about the economy because one brings in tax dollars because your argument is like you're saying it's well these people will get sick if they don't but there's people that if without going to aa could potentially slip back down a slippery slope and this is one of the worst times and can commit suicide i'm aware of all of that stuff i i'm not saying sorry all i'm saying is that for joe to say that it's crazy for the like like look everything granted whether this was right or wrong for us to close down let's remove that sure let's just assume for a second that it was right sure okay and we all had to isolate Okay, just for humor's sake. Yeah. So nobody could go to their doctors. Nobody could do anything. Everybody was cut off from what they needed. So everybody was trying to do what they could to stay connected to the things that they thought they were important. And AA is one of those things. And I hope that they did those things by Zoom. Keeping the liquor stores open, again, they didn't do it properly because they just fucking had people waiting in lines right next to each other like it was moronic but had they done it properly and they had limited the exposure while still getting people if they needed it that liquor like i just (laughs) to me it's like yeah that's the way it had to go down i i get it it's not perfect nothing is perfect in this fucking thing simon i think we're just saying that it speaks volumes about our society where we're we're like even someone like you who i consider somewhat level-headed can sit here and say the people that won't get their booze will be sick. But like, again, I, I stress to you that like this would probably be the worst time for someone who's a recovering alcoholic. If their life isn't who relies on AA meetings, I yeah. get, human I, contact and interaction. And I know you get it. I'm not saying. Okay. You- so what is your suggestion or Joe's suggestion then that they keep the liquor stores closed or no, that no, no. they it's open simply- AA for everybody during the pandemic. Like, I'm just not sure what he they wants They do AA here. in a larger space with huge separation. I'm just saying, you can do AA. First of all, they can keep a room at a community center open where they do smaller AA meetings, for example. Very spread out. They weren't letting people into the churches. I So I guess it's not the same thing because you're talking about people's health. I mean, again, but, I... But it would be the same argument, right? Like, everything had to... If, if we're agreeing that the lockdown had to happen... So I'm just asking here, like what was Joe suggesting that they they not let people get alcohol? Yeah. What I'm saying is this, you, you either have both or neither. That's what I'm saying. You can't, I I don't, I I don't see it it being one way or the other. It it played out the way it did. I will, I will continue to disagree with that, but I mean, that's just one, one stupid man's opinion. I mean, listen, I, 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 I agree that it is not perfect. A lot of this has not been perfect. You know what I mean? But I think out of, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I mean, Simon, it'd be one thing if we lived in a place where you could just go into the supermarket and buy booze. Cause then, you cause well, you can in Quebec. Uh, okay. But I'm talking about Ontario. I'm talking about hard liquor, Kamar. No, no, that's true. So what I'm saying is like, if you could go in and buy hard liquor or beer at the supermarket, then they were keeping supermarkets open anyway. So fine. Problem solved, whatever. But the fact that the government runs the LCBO here and decided actively... Okay, I know, but we're talking about like the states. Sure, you know fine. I mean? We're talking about the states. But even, I mean, I assume here they shut down AA meetings and kept the LCBO open, right? Like I would, I, I'm pro- I could be wrong here. I'm just going off of my gut instinct that... And again, I mean, I know this isn't perfect, 
You know what? I, I'm not even going to do this. It's all good. Keep in mind, there's, Simon, there's no argument to be had here. We're just giving our opinions. Yeah. Not, I wasn't even saying like... there's an argument. I'm not even sitting here berating you or criticizing no, you if uh, you were thinking that. I'm telling you, though, that it's bugging me when Joe is saying that because I just wholeheartedly disagree with him and he just keeps harping on it. Well, again, it's one I of those things... Was, Go ahead, Kumar. It had to happen and um, there is at least two meetings, but I just don't think that's a sustainable substitute and we'll have to go back to normal. Of course, I'm not saying at all that we should be I, doing that forever. No, no, it's funny with you. I'm just giving my opinion. I, I mean, I think, again, Joe also then was like, well, why not keep churches open? And well, because they don't pay taxes and there's no reason for them to be open. You can pray to God at home. You don't need to go there to pray to God. I mean, that's kind of, yeah. I think that you can do that. Yeah. I, I, you People pray to God at home all the time. Yeah. Pray to God. Well, luckily, luckily, we have enough guinea pigs right now in the States that we're going to find something out. But that, yeah, I, I guess. Um, I thought it was such a funny comparison he made of Trump to the W, uh, to the UFC wrestler, to wrestler, UFC fighter. Where he's like, yeah, Joe, just imagine a UFC fighter goes in and he, I don't know, he just lights his opponent on fire. <laughs> yeah, you can't just change the rules all of a sudden. Which, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'll criticize Trump and I will not criticize Trump, but like, I'll agree with that. He definitely changed the rules. He went in there and lit his opponent on fire. Yeah. Well, you can see it every good time. Or, good or bad. You can see it every time there's a press conference. Yeah. Well, you see it much more when there's a debate. That's did like you, when did you he debated. Joe, sorry. Did Go you ahead, see what Joe Biden's latest gaffe was? No. He did an interview with Charlemagne the God. And the oh, whole I saw thing that. Set yeah. up for uh, Charlemagne to make Joe not look crazy or whatnot. Yeah. And he ends up with saying, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yeah, that was insane. It was insane. That was an insane interview, man. But that interview was meant to make him not look insane. Well, it made him look super insane. Yeah. It made him look like he, it was weekend at Bernie's and there were people doing this. My wife told me, like, it's crazy. <laughs> what a wild statement. Yeah, no, it was nuts. Trust me, that wasn't in the script. He started feeling really comfortable at the end and j that one just came out. I'm vibing here. You know what's funny too is I could just picture Obama at home too watching and being like, Joe's doing real good here. Joe's doing real good. Of course. Yeah, and then here's that and then go. Let's Fuck. change the channel. Michelle, change the channel. Slapping his Fuck. his hand his face with his hand. Yeah. Michelle, we're moving to Canada. Yeah, change the channel, Michelle. Um or as sorry, as you guys would say, change the channel, Michael. Yes, exactly. I don't say that. That's rude, Matt. That's all Sam Tripoli. Uh what else we got? I mean, for sure rich people are gonna be able to buy the vaccine before poor people. Like that's gonna be a fact. In their system, yes. If they come up with a vaccine. Well, yeah, that's if. There's a story There's a story on the CBC this week about how it's quite possible they could never have a vaccine. Well, th they were talking about this thing where they're making the vaccine now so it doesn't even have the, vac or the uh, virus in it. Like, that was always the problem, right? That they were putting a little bit of the virus into you so that your body would then um, learn to fight it. Mm -hmm. And now they're doing this process where they don't even have to do that which is kind of promising so you're not even having to put this evil thing in your body to fix it hmm. but there are diseases that they've been working on vaccines for 20 years and they still don't have it so take it with a grain of salt 
Uh, okay. Come on, you must want to shit on this guy some more. <clears throat> you can't be done shitting on this guy. Well, no, like I said, he, he makes valid points on why he can say, yeah, this is why you got to get rid of Trump. Or more his, um, his whole thing about the dangers of letting people speak. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he sort of t- tiptoed around that. Like a speaker getting kicked out of a school or the right of YouTube to ban something from its platform. With his analogy was like, well, if you do this one thing, that's not harming anyone, but this could harm something. I sort of put that in the realm of like rap videos and video games and death metal music. We've got to be able to say people can decide for themselves. I cannot believe that we are back on this fucking argument. Like, this is how we started this podcast, uh, uh, the Joe Rogan Experience Experience, was talking about fucking farming, the farmer analogy for Twitter. You know what I mean? The farmer analogy yeah. for Twitter. It's a farmer. It's a, you're renting space on a farmer's field. The, you, you know what I mean? No. No, I don't. You're just a farmer. Re- you're just a person renting a farm on this guy's giant. Uh, land they make the rules if you don't like it don't rent the space okay this was the fucking argument we had two years ago you know and here we are back again having the same argument here we are but at least now joe put his money where his mouth is no pun intended right someone put money in his mouth whatever (laughs) you get it i mean he acted in this episode you could hear the disdain joe had for youtube when they were having this conversation it, he came everything short of just saying fuck those guys like out loud. He's doing a good job though of keeping profesh. I agree. Well, yeah, because he still has a little bit longer left on YouTube until September. Let's see what happens when he's completely off. Let's see how much uh, uh, goodwill he has towards them then. Well, no, keep That'll in mind. Be to see if he talks shit once he goes. Oh, into he will one thousand percent talk shit. No, no, you guys missed. I do not think so. You guys didn't read the article properly. Joe Rogan clips remains on YouTube. Which is run yeah. by Jamie and Joe, which which has a bigger following, has a larger following, correct, Kamar? Yeah, but it only shows clips. It doesn't show full episodes. I know, but the point is, is I'm sure Spot even Spotify was like, keep the clips show over there. Well, that pushes people to Spotify. That's to what I'm more. saying. That's what I'm saying. So, sure. Yeah, sure. Want to see the whole thing? Head over to Spotify. <laughs> but I still don't think that'll stop Joe from speaking his mind about google or about youtube and um how fucking uh slanted that whole well that's thing why this whole come. thing is so interesting because we'll see yeah we will see it won't be long september Listen, all it'll take is one september fight companion or the end of sober october when they all get drunk to just make everyone make that push you mean no i'm talking about for joe to open up he just needs to have all the boys in oh, there I and see. get really yeah. fucking lit up and then uh, we'll get the truth yeah i agree with that um bu- 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 what else oh and uh, one more thing that confused me about joe in this episode he said i hate it when people say pull yourself up by your bootstraps i thought joe always told people to pull themselves up by their bootstraps well that's what he's, he's uh put on his birdie hat on you mean well joe's always like you know anybody can do anything just lift yourself up and do it I think, though, Joe acknowledges that some people are put in a position where they it's harder for them to pull themselves out of the bootstraps, and we should be cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, of course. 
I think you should realize that there's probably something like 75% of people aren't set up to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. A lot of people just it's don't have control, bootstraps. Though. There you go. What's out of control, Kamar? Well, now that Joe's a hundred millionaire, minimum. A like billionaire. Just, everything's changed. Yeah, this is, uh, so that's something we forgot to mention is it's now going to become exponentially more difficult for him to play this. I'm the regular man. Every Joe is no out the window. fucking shit. Yeah, the whole every man thing. Like average Joe, you does have not a quarter exist. of a billion dollars now. You yeah. know, conservatively speaking, dude, he's making te- like think about it. That's he's making just just shy of ten million a month, dude. We are the, the, it's crazy. It's crazy. This guy was on news radio. Listen, and I think yeah, that's what was awkward Fear about factor. Patton Oswald. That's what was awkward about the Patton Oswald. Well, just two rich comedians sort of talking about hardships. It's like, what the fuck? Well, usually it's okay when Joe is talking to like a Tony Hinchcliffe or something because you know Tony's grinding and Joe's a, you know what I mean? That, I see what you're saying, Kamar, because both of them, Patton doesn't, but I mean, he works hard. I'm not taking that away from him, but I don't want to take that away from him. He is never worrying about feeding his family like he alluded. Anyways, um, listen, I just want to make a little uh, statement about Bill Gates. Because whether you believe that Bill Gates is a problem or you believe that everybody is being ridiculous, you know what I mean? That's fine. Everybody is entitled to to their opinion. But for you to say um, it's crazy for you to think that or you're a fucking idiot or a retard to think that, like... That's nuts. That way of thinking is crazy, man. That would, That's the same thing as me getting angry at you for, like, you're crazy to think that Bill Gates is a good guy. Like, I just, I wouldn't do that. But you do that. No, I give you my opinion on who I think he is. I don't care what you think, you know what I mean? Think he's a good guy. Think he's a bad guy. I don't care. There's just nothing the, crazy incriminating. The word of warning I would give is that, look, we've seen a lot of things that we thought were one way turn out to be another. So just, you don't have to dig your heels in so much on anything and take a stance so much on anything. Like I find Joe is just going so hard in the other direction on this Bill Gates thing that when it gets turned out to be true, he's going to have a real hard time like backpedaling on this one man what turns out to be true yeah i I know you don't know i don't know that bill gates is not a good guy that what he's been doing has not been for the benefit of humanity but is a nefarious thing that he's taken on from the from his father you know (laughs) and the rest of the georgia guidestone people i'm just saying i mean i think you're kind of fucking i think you're kind of fucking retarded for this i think i've been thinking a lot about bill gates and you know like we all believe kind of maybe that we live in the simulation and that, oh, I thought it was just me and that every now and again, they'll throw something out there and you're just like, yeah, they did that on purpose so that I would know, you know? Okay. I, I mean, I, as in the collective I, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of one right now, but I know we've talked about it on this show, but like Bill Gate, Gates, what's a gate? It's a portal. Like, it's right there for you, man. You don't have to there'll, go far. There will have to be a whistleblower or something as far as I'm concerned. No, I'm just, I don't think you'll ever I'm just joking about that, Matty. I, th- I think you will. I think you're crazy if you don't think that something is going to come out. This guy is going to push it one step too far. And yeah, but could we speculate on what could come out? Just, just for shits and giggles. 
Skork. He obviously thinks he's a pedophile of some sort. No, I, I don't think he's a pedophile. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, he probably is, but that is not my contention of why he's a bad guy. Okay. I think it has to do something with his father and eugenics. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, we know. Guys, guys. Okay, you know what? You no, it's fine. But, but, it's fine. But five minutes, like you, you think there's something up with this guy, but you will take his vaccine. I'm not taking his vaccine. If it comes to market and he's behind it, you will refuse it. We'll see when the time comes. I think you'll be the first in line. Well, you can think whatever you want, Kamar. You know who's never gotten a flu shot ever in his whole life? This fucking Who? guy. This guy. But you're not. But you're you're pro vaccines. I, I I'm not. Yeah, I mean normally until yes, for the most part, yeah. I guess. Wow, we'll what a murky answer that was. What a murky answer well, no, that was. All I was saying was, yeah, look, maybe, if somebody kinda. came to me with like an interesting argument that I could sink my teeth into, you I would, would fall for I would, it wholeheartedly. No, I would definitely look at all sides of the situation. I'm not so bullheaded that I'm just like, fucking, I'm going to do whatever. But Kamar's making it seem like I'm just going to willy-nilly inject anything into my body. I see you as putting a chip in yourself long before I put a chip in myself. We already had a discussion. We said we'd do all this if it meant going back to normal. I, d- I said I would never put a chip in myself. I said I'd rather move well, out into the lie. woods. Believe me, I want Bill Gates to be the bad guy. I just I can't find enough besides speculation and anecdotal shit. Holy shit, but like all the time we're like Tom Cruise is a bad guy. We only have speculation on that. Do we do we agree Tom Cruise is a bad guy? Well, I, I that's my contention. I don't think he's a good guy. He's out there doing evil Come shit. And the fact that he's going to space and working with NASA, I think that just shows you that he's up to fucking no good. But Tom Hanks is the worst guy. I don't know anything about Tom Hanks. No, Bill Gates <laughs> is the worst guy. I don't know anything about Tom Hanks. Listen, and, you know and what again, I, think is- I don't know if Bill Gates is a good guy. I just don't think it's so far fetched to think that that's possible and to like right now be like, no, that's impossible. And if you think that you're a retard, then like that's what Joe's saying. Can I tell you what the irony is? That's what is? Joe's saying. And he's talking about Sam Tripoli and Sam doesn't even realize he's being talked about. Can I like 5G? Can I tell like you what 5G? Thank you. Sorry, Matt. Can I tell you what's really ironic about all this? And I know you're going to say aliens. So I'll just preface <laughs> aliens. It with that. Yeah. Um, it's ironic that like we're doing this and it's going to be sent out on computers and Bill Gates is arguably one of the reasons that we have this technology and are able to do this. Aliens. Yeah, okay, sure. So like most of the people calling this guy a pedophile are doing it on on a product that Bill Gates put in their house. Like it's just so it's so aliens. aliens. That's what okay. I'm saying, Matt. And if not aliens, CIA. Okay. Because look at fucking Facebook. Look at Simon, fucking Zuckerberg. Do you know what the real A was in CIA originally? Tell me. Aliens. You got it. Cosmic intelligent aliens. aliens. Yeah. No, but I, I'm serious. Like, look at Zuckerberg. Like, I think really, and we watched it play out in a fucking movie, but I think you're watching like the exact same thing repeat itself. How many years later? 20 years later? The Matrix you're talking about? well it was the matrix and again they're fucking pointing your nose in it no but i'm saying like information being given to somebody for whatever reason for them to push an agenda that's what facebook was and that's what fucking microsoft was 
where they got that information, you know, think it's aliens, think it's the CIA, think it's fucking Russia, think it's China, whatever. It's coming from somewhere. <laughs> Do we have anything else for Pac-Man? I don't know. This was the most interesting part of the, the uh, our episode. I can tell you that much. Well, that's because the word aliens came up at no, least no, six I mean, times. Just... I think it was a weird swing that Joe did this week. Yeah, he swung all the way to the other side except for Bill Gates. That's the one place where he's like still got his finger uh, touching the, the other team. Because he needs more evidence just like me. I'm sure, I think he wants Bill Gates to be a bad guy too. I don't think so. I think, I don't know, maybe Joe's Microsoft stock or something, but. Oh, I hope not. It's like he doesn't want Bill Gates to be a bad guy. No, I think Joe. He won't entertain. Joe has a Brian Callen on one shoulder and an Eddie Bravo on the other. And he's constantly pulled in two directions. Well, now Brian Callen is just like Eddie Bravo. So that means he has devil and devil. Yeah. Or angel and angel, depending on your point of view. Jump the aisle. Yeah, he's he's really he's really uh, changed his tune. Yeah, listen, uh, just for you two, just because you're my friends and whatever, I just I'm telling you, don't dig your heels too deep in on this uh, Bill Portal guy because it's going to turn out that you might have to retrace your steps a little bit. That's all. You honestly feel I'm digging my feet in with him. I feel today you are. I thought you'd be way more on my side with this thing, but it's okay. I don't mind having to argue my opinion. Kamar, you know what I find? Obviously. Is, you know what I find ironic about Simon is we sit here and we all agree that like running people's name through the sand for shit they said years ago is like a pretty useless tactic. And now Simon's sitting here like, you know, if we find out five years from now that you guys are on the wrong side of this Bill Portal guy, it's gonna look really really bad for you guys like simon no i don't think it's gonna look really bad for you i'm just saying like don't dig in too deep that's all i'm saying you okay. can say that about any fucking issue. yes of course about any issue what he actually means by don't dig too deep kamar is that he means don't dig too deep because you won't bring up anything bad on bill gates and then i will look like a total fucking retard that's possible anything is well possible. yeah the door swings both ways if bill gates saves the world yeah, then who looks like the fucking asshole? I look like the asshole. You look like I the totally asshole. will look like the asshole. And you know what I'll have to do? I'll have to say I was wrong. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And and again, this is so stupid because I have no like I don't know what he's doing. And and that must be what no enrages you. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. He's just not a great guy. It would be like if for no reason right now you just started being like Michael Clark Duncan is a really, really bad guy. And all his acting. See, you don't even know who I'm talking about. Well, that's he's the, dead. That's rude. Even better. Isn't he the guy from Green Mile? Yeah. Yeah, no. You can't talk trash about that guy. Talk what? about the guy fine, fine, fine. who... Uh, okay, wait. Just hear, hear me out then. Okay. It would be like... Terry Crews. No, no, no. It would be like if out of the blue I was just like, okay, Paul Walker went out and killed a bunch of people why are you picking dead people oh sorry sorry you've picked two dead people in a row that's so weird okay fine go philip seymour hoffman vin diesel he's dead also (laughs) man (laughs) no try again i'm done vin diesel kamar do you want to rate this thing no i had no point i just want to say one last thing to simon that if we can get a um whistleblower 
or a hot mic, then I can condemn Bill Gates forever. But it's just like, it's so confusing right now. I don't know anything. Have you noticed that I never talk about Tom Hanks anymore? They Did they get to you? No, I just, <laughs> that one got silly to me, you know? Well, you know what happened this week? He, he, uh, he disabled comments. Oh, well, he's guilty then. Well, exactly. It's pretty cut and dry. Um, you know, I don't like this guy. I thought his only point was uh, abortion to thwart Trump. But it was an interesting discussion. It didn't get too weighed down with COVID. I give it a three. Kamar, before you... Sorry, you, I know you just rated it. Do you think... So you think it's worth having Trump for another four years at the cost of having another crazy right-wing um, justice sitting on the Supreme Court? I think uh, abortion will still be separated state, so it doesn't matter. And I just haven't seen enough bodies that uh, anything's better. And I don't trust the Democrats because they suck at everything they do. That's a super interesting question, though, Matt. It is. What it's one think? that really makes you have to think. I don't know. It, it, I couldn't tell you until those four years played out. And like if Donald Trump ended up doing a bunch of things that changed the way, you know, the American system works, then you might have to say yes. Be, to what Kamar said, because the states still have the say anyways. Sure. But I mean, uh, listen, having the Supreme Court lean that far right could impact the U.S. for 40, 50 years to come. The, the better. Yeah, he was yes. repeating his. The better question, though, Matt, would be, was it worth having him in for these four years for him to have put in what's-his-name? Because well, it's the same know. question, but we at least have the four years to look at, or three of the four years anyways. Well, we won't know until we're old anyway. It's just a difference between if you do this, this could happen, or if you do this, this will happen. Mm -hmm. That's not enough for me to change my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I understood that. He's saying if, 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 if Trump stays in, there could be, he will appoint a judge and he could affect America for the next 40 years. Trump could win, appoint a judge, and it not affect America for 40 years in a negative way. I, I don't know. I, and it is nothing, it won't affect me. Well, no, we live in Canada. All I'm saying, though, is, you know, Trump could have elected anyone. Instead, they went with Kavanaugh. And even when that shit came out about Kavanaugh and he lied in front of Congress, they still went with him. So I have nothing. If precedent has anything, they're not going to put someone in who like is maybe well, this more. This is going to get ugly because Biden has shit against him, and they're going with him. So it's all fucking. They're all suck. Yeah, but you think Trump sucks the least? No, but he he does make a very good point because Biden is. I mean, we all know. Yeah, but Biden's going to at least pick someone that probably cares about people. Yeah, I but just. If we're, if we're all right with Biden. We're all right with Kavanaugh. I just wonder if. No, I don't know about that statement. I just wonder, though, if Biden was, um, like, he's just going to do that because he's a liberal. You know what I mean? I, I think that this is a guy who doesn't care what side he played on. He would just as easily run. I don't, I don't. I obviously don't think Joe Biden is a very good guy. And another thing about Biden is he says he'll shut down the Keystone Pipeline, which would be very detrimental to our economy. Whether you care about the environment or not. But Trump is also doing things that is detrimental to our economy, Kamar. Like shutting down the, the pipeline? Well, 
all sorts of things because he doesn't get along with Trudeau. So uh, just give me one example. I'm giving you a legit. He wanted to cancel. Example. He want. He was talking about canceling NAFTA. There, there's one example. Thanks, Matt. Did he cancel? No, they but there was something it? about the trade. Deal? There was. Hold on. He was. Ta- but Kamar, you asked for an example. There, he brought up in the last four years. He brought up canceling NAFTA. And he no, he they canceled NAFTA and they negotiated a new deal and we're not fucked. But if they get rid of the Keystone Pipeline, Alberta will be even more fucked. Simon, you want to rate it? Kamar already rated it. Uh, I give this one a two and a half. A two and a half. A two and a half. Okay. Maybe a three. I'll give it a three. Okay. He changes it to a three. And I give it a three as well. We have an agreement. Threes from everyone. Yay! We're getting together. Kamar, I honestly didn't think you'd give this one a three. That surprises me. Very, uh, very good of you. Well, no, he, he hasn't had a sort of, uh, not dissenting, but opposite view on for a while. Pat Oswald, I just can't hear from, but I mean, Pac, Pacman's thoughtful and whatever. I can't well, he had Kalinsky on just before COVID, didn't he? I would like to see Pacman and Tim Pool debate. That would be good. But I big, I don't know. I listen to a lot of Tim Pool, and I'm not even sure what his own opinions are. You know what I mean? I well, that's why that. you got to see them in a debate, and yeah. it comes out. I feel like that's Tim. I feel like that's Tim Pool's shtick, though. He wants to try to remain as neutral as possible, so that it feels as though you're getting, um, that sort of neutral standpoint that you should in news, right? Yeah, yeah I guess the the more I think about it, though, uh, Tim Pool going on Rogan, he had twenty talking points that he hit. Like there were, except for the aliens, that's where, and that's why I ended up liking that episode. But every thing he talked about was just a issue that he spoke on ad nauseum on his own show. Well, I mean, he had a three day drive, so well, yeah, listening. He's to just himself, re-listening to I'm himself. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I love I'll myself. That, uh, the difference between Pac-Man and Kalinsky is Kalinsky's got a little bit of a sense of humor. That yes. Cause Kalinsky is a, com- wasn't he a comedian? Uh, I don't have a comedian. Oh. That's Dave Rubin, but um, sorry. Yes. Sorry. I just like him more than Pac-Man. Hockman's a fucking nerd who hasn't had pussy since pussy had him. I like that. All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess we're done with this week then. Um, do you guys have anything to say in closing? I'll save it for the post, Joe. Okay, perfect. Uh, if you want to contact us and tell us how shit we are, you can do so at jreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both jreepodcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Bar, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Simon on Instagram. Or at Bigfoot Sighting Society. You can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, <clears throat> F-L-O-I-D with five E's. Uh, we have a Reddit. It's uh, J-R-E-E Podcast. And of course, the Patreon, patreon.com slash J-R-E-E Podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as a dollar a month. And you'll get, Donate. Uh, you'll get three episodes of This One Age Well, where we go back and listen to old episodes of Joe Rogan and uh, do what we do on the show here pretty simple and you'll also get the post show early you get it on uh, tuesday pretty much at the same time as the regular episode so jump on there donate make the studio and everything here better and uh i think that's it simon you want to say anything in closing keep your eyes open no no not yet no oh. we're not there yet no yes, no no jesus christ oh my god all right He's don't, a machine. don't trust bill gates <laughs> okay you know what i'll edit that part out no kidding <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. Oh, this is like YouTube now. 
the censoring. We hope you have a great week, weekend. Keep your eyes open. <laughs>